Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Show us the edge. The chip on the shoulders, the fight and the passion that comes from within. Trying on every level. it um we forced 24 turnovers 22 points off their turnovers so i thought we did a good job in that area but you know we got to capitalize and transition we got to take the ball to the basket strong um but give them credit you know they on their home floor uh they took they took care of business they played a tough game and they made plays at the end of the game and and that was the difference 
I know you're not going to use this as an excuse, but fatigue, it looked like it was a factor there when the shots were short. And, you know, and you've been playing really good defense the entire game and it just kind of went away in the fourth quarter. I know you're not going to use an excuse, but it, it was a tough way to come back after the hard back. Yeah, it, it was. It was a tough back-to-back. Um, but, you know, every team has to play them. And we, we had the game under control. They made some momentum plays and we allowed some momentum plays to turn the game. And, and that's the difference. All they're looking for is a little bit of life. And we gave it to them and, you know, tip your hat off to them. Now we get to play them again on Monday. A couple of young guys really stepped up, especially early in the game. Jordan Hawks with the 20-point first half. And then Dyson had a career-high six steals tonight. Just seemed like he was everywhere defensively. But talk about how those two guys yeah, both of those guys have, have been really good all season. Uh, they're continuing to to to, pre- to, to progress, and um, we like what we see from Dice and Hawk. And this was a game that we needed that we needed Hawk's points. We needed Dyson's, Dyson's defense. And um, like I said, it just came down to making some plays the last five or six minutes. A couple of miscues down the stretch. They got some transition threes. We didn't communicate. Fatigue might have been a factor, but at the end of the day. You know, I don't want to take anything away from them. They won the game. Yeah, and won two also. Walker Castle yeah. continues to be a problem, not just for the Pelicans, but for the league. He's just he's a really talented guy, and he's able to clean up a lot of uh, what they do offensively on the offensive glass. Yeah, he is. He's a big body. Um, he's down there in the paint, lurking, ready to block shots. So you got to make really smart decisions when you get down there. We're looking forward to the day off tomorrow to kind of refresh things and get back at it on Monday. Yeah, for sure. Day off tomorrow, we, we'll, we'll all fill our cups and, and get ready to get back after it Monday. You guys were able to keep Utah in normal mode for most of the game. Every time they confronted you guys punched back, what do you think changed the outcome of this game? Uh, I think we just we ran out of gas. Uh, our guys were on fumes. I don't, I don't make excuses at all, but it, it, is, it is a reality. It is a factor. And uh, we tried to push through it. We just didn't have enough in the tank at the end. All right, thanks. All right, Paul, thanks, Pelicans. Now tuned into the Pelican Post Game Report. Much love to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in this episode of the Pelican Post Game Report. Pelicans, man, uh, didn't get the win tonight. Unfortunately, they lose to the Zionless-led Pelicans on the back-to-back. And, of course, the first of the back-to-back matchups happened the on Friday night as the Pelicans were able to handle the business against the Clippers in a very, very fun game, 116 to 106 behind Zion's 32 points in the matchup. The Pelicans were phenomenal in that game, doing a good job, but it was far and few in between in the matchup against the Utah Jazz tonight. The Pelicans were most certainly, most certainly a different team. Willie classified it in the interviews you just heard as basically a team that ran out of gas. And boy, uh, it's very interesting uh, to hear that because I was thinking during the game they needed another score, somebody else that can help keep things going along. Hawkins did a phenomenal job. B.I. was doing what he could do, but perhaps maybe we could have got another guy going. Maybe Valachun has got him going against some of those Utah bigs, perhaps. Or perhaps maybe the Pelicans hit some free throws. You know, that could have changed things a bit in the game, too. Like when we talk about ugly games and um, going up to a Utah after beating a Clipper team and you have a back-to-back, one of the biggest things you have to do as an organization is, in terms of the team, is you got to hit free throws. 
And we always fo- we always focus in on that because if you look at the team statistics and you watch the game, the Pelicans are so undisciplined when it comes down to these free throws. It's terrible. They shot 61% tonight from the foul line. I know I harp on that, but that's a fundamental part of the game. They're called free throws for a reason. When you earn the opportunity to go to the foul line, and the Pelicans had more foul opportunities than their adversaries in the game, even though they were in Utah's building, they were given 18 attempts, and the Pelicans hit 11 of them. You only lost by four. So once again, this is one of the things that we always kind of focus in on. And we can talk about the breakdown in defenses, especially toward the back end of the game where guys just lost Olenek for two wide open three points at different times in the back end of the game, which is not a good thing. So the Pelicans defense fell apart. Willie said it was a fatigue thing. Does that apply to free throws? Are they too fatigued to make free throws? I mean, obviously it might be the case, but the Pelicans now fall to a nine and eight record. They're three and four on the road. They're getting an opportunity to right the wrong against a Utah team, but it was without uh, Clarkson. That was without Laurie marketing. And the guy basically started his reserves against the Pelicans, then filter in the starters and a very interesting philosophy. And it worked because they were able to kind of, you know, different things with the Pelicans, man. It's very frustrating, but I get frustrated when you don't do the obvious damn things. Like why did we lose the game? Well, case in point is we know you're not going to play sharp and crisp every game, but can we at least hit our free throws? This is a point of emphasis has to be a point of emphasis as we carry on to the season. This team is not going to win. Uh, it, it is, you know, games by blow every night. You're going to have to hit the foul shots when it counts. You're going to have to hit those shots. The threes are not going to always fall for you. Most of the, you're not going to always get the foul calls, but when you get them, you got to convert. So anyway, let's go over the team statistics, man. I'm Big Q. Please feel free to hit the like button as well. Appreciate all you guys for being in the uh, the stream as well. Big ups in this thing, man, as we keep it moving. All right, the Jazz, man, they did whatever they had to do to win. The Pelicans were 39 and 93, 42% tonight uh, versus uh, the Jazz, 38 of 87 for 44%, 15 of 43 from downtown by the Jazz for almost 35%. And then when it comes to them shooting a three-point ball, they shot it a little bit better than you hit four more three-pointers than you, but this could have been neutralized when you look at the obvious stat that was could have impacted the game was the foul shots. The Pelicans were... 11 of 18 from the foul line for 61% versus Utah, who were 14 of 17 for 82%. When you get an opportunity to get to the foul line, you've got to convert these damn free throws. And it's just amazing to me that these guys can't hit these free throws when we need them to hit the free throws to keep the game at arm's length. And then most of the time, some of these free throws are coming in, in areas when you need to hit them to stifle the momentum that the adversary has. The Jazz are 5-11. and 11. They're 4-4 four and four at home. They were playing basically their reserves against the Pelicans. It was not really good matchups against B.I. They didn't have a really good matchup against B.I. or somebody to stop them, but they did a good job of crowding wherever he wanted to go to. We just could not, outside of Jordan Hawkins doing his thing. But like I said, even if we kept it simple and not even getting to the deep crutch of the matter, we could just think about just doing the obvious things, man. But anyway, back to the stats. Rebounds, Pelicans out rebound tonight, 52 to 42 out. And the Pelicans did get the assist. They had another 30 assist matchup today, 31 versus 23. They had 15 steals tonight. That's amazing. 
and we couldn't turn it into something. Blocks six to four advantage, Utah. You can see the turnovers. The Pelicans kept the turnovers down. They had 13 turnovers. The Jazz had 25 turnovers in this game and still beat the Pelicans by five. That's crazy to me that they had 25. How do you have 25 turnovers and still beat the team by five? How did they do that? 25 points, I mean, 25 turnovers, 22 points off turnovers versus 13 turn uh, turnovers by the Pelicans, 15 points off. Fast break points, all Jazz, 26 to 13. Points in the paint, Pelicans, 42 to 40 in the matchup. And the Pelicans had this game in hand. But once again, like I said, uh, Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You can blame fatigue, like Willie says that uh, he blames fatigue for the issue. And Pelicans know the same. Yeah, he got outcoached again. Yeah, Willie Green gets outcoached a lot, man. Pat says Antonio Davis spoke about fatigue impacting free throws. Well, well, well my goddamn. I mean, we too fatigued to hit free throws. I mean, think about what we're saying here. And I know Anthony Davis, I'm not Anthony Davis, Antonio Daniels is a smart dude. But damn, think about what we're saying. That's why we condition ourselves. If we can't hit free throws, if we can't, if we too fatigued to hit free throws, bro, we in big trouble here, man. What are we doing? What are we talking about here? I mean, damn it. You standing still, you know, and you just you got to lift up a little bit and follow through and just be fundamental. What are we talking about? We're not talking about <clears throat> running and don't get, we talking about a situation where you standing perfectly still and then you just go through your rather your regular rhythmatic pattern to get the free throw down. We too fatigued to hit foul shots, fam. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I hear Antonio Daniels on some shit, but I don't agree with everything he'd be saying, man, because it sounds like you placating a little bit on that. We, If you want to be champions and we won't be on a high, another, another higher level, we got to hit free throws, bro. Even if we're a little tired, we got to hit the free throws, bro. We've got to. We got to, man. All right. Melanin God said this shit had Zion in the game. Well, well that's, a, that's, a, that's a David Griffin thing. I already told y'all. Uh, when we did the preview for the Clippers matchup, I told you on the back-to-back, you're not going to see Zion. It wasn't even official yet, but I knew 
even though Zion's not even listed on any injury report. This nobody else gets done that except for Zion Williamson. That is David Griffin doing that. Giving him rest on back to back like he's an old man or something. That's them doing that. That's them. That's David Griffin doing that with Zion Williamson being overly cautious on these restrictions about him not being able to play on back-to-backs. We could have used him tonight, but then again, we didn't really need Zion Williamson tonight. We really didn't. We had enough to beat a team without two of his best players, without marketing or this other guy, uh, what's his name, Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who usually kills you. Both of those guys usually kill you. We got a bunch of people. You, I can't even pronounce their damn names. A bunch of foreign-born players that's on the team. I can't even pronounce their names. But they was in there playing defense. It was in there out hustling and hitting free throws and doing what they got to do to beat the Pelicans. You know, so it's, it's just what it is, man. All right. I agree Willie should have done something different, man. Will, Willie is kind of just, it just really starting to peeve me with a lot of stuff that's going on. But I agree with a lot of what the family members saying about this whole thing with the, the Pelicans in terms of, uh, with Willie Green, what he needs to do to make these adjustments and having to kind of have more of a, I guess I say when these games fly, when you see the defense kind of fall apart there, uh, then you see some of the curious shots. Uh, some of the shot selection in the fourth quarter was real curious from my, my, my vantage point, just watching why you're jacking up the shot with two people in your face where we can circulate the ball around. People stop kind of rotating uh, at some point in time. And then at one point, you got to just, if guys are in there, you got guys sitting down. And, and if they're fatigued, then you need to move some guys out, put some guys in, and keep this thing going. And then, you know, then of course, the big question a lot of people then going to ask is, well, was Velachunas? I mean, he, they wasn't playing a team that's a, a super runny team. They had some bigs that moved pretty well, but, you know, Velachunas was in there battling. Could we have gotten him? If the question is, can we kind of gotten him more involved in the game? You know, I mean, it was only five points, right? And Slim is right. Utah wanted it more. They really did. All right. Uh, yeah, sleep. Well, this is the thing. Yeah, we just getting in this thing. All right. Well, we just 15 minutes in. So, yeah, you, you still kind of early. All right. Anyway, let's keep it going, man, in this one, man. Let's go into it because I was kind of looking at this this game. I watched this game. I got kind of frustrated with it and I started. I was kind of peering in between the fights. They had a couple of fights that was going on that was actually pretty good. The Benavidez boys was fighting tonight. All right, let's get into the individual statistics in the matchup. B.I. finished with 26 points in 37 minutes. He was 10 of 22 from the field, one of four from downtown, five of eight from the the charity strike. He finished with eight, eight assists and six rebounds in the matchup, 26 points. For him, Jordan Hawkins continues to does, do what Jordan Hawkins does. He led the Pelicans in minutes tonight. He had 40 minutes and did something with him. 25 points in 40 minutes, 8 of 7 from the field. He shot 5 of 12 from downtown, 4 of 5 from the foul line, 25 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. And uh, he did have a steal, and he did have four turnovers. But in the end, Jordan Hawkins was out there giving them everything they could have, you know. Giving them everything they can they they can get. Uh 13 points from Herb in 26 minutes. He had the one rebound and assist and a steal, but Herb was kind of battling uh fouls most of the game when he was in and out, some suspect calls, but Herb had an impact when he could. He was six eleven from the field, hit one three point. He was one of four from downtown in the matchup, but not really, you know, he was doing what Herb does. 
And then, of course, you look at the other starters with Valachunas in 26 minutes of action. Big V was 3 of 10. He was 0 of 2 from the charity stripe. And usually he's a pretty solid free throw shooter. He was 2 of 4 from the foul line. He had 8.7 boards and 2 assists. And, you know, just hoping we've gotten a little bit more from Valachunas tonight would have been uh, a happening thing as well. Dyson finished with six points, six steals. Shout out to Dyson out there playing roughly. Just offensive game suffered tonight. Couldn't get anything to fall for him from outside. He was 0 for 6 from downtown. In 34 minutes, he was uh, just uh, awful 0 for 6 and 3 of 14 from the field. He did play some really stellar defense, six rebounds, five assists, six steals. He did have five turnovers, but he was out there trying to do something to kind of help out. Wish we'd have had some more offensive production from him and Valachunas. Then of off the bench, Jose Alvarado in 23 minutes, finished with 13 points. He had a plus 11 on the night, finished with three assists, four boards, two steals, and a block for Jose Alvarado, five of 11 from the field, three of six from downtown to try to keep the Pelicans in that thing. But outside of that, no really, not really much else from the scorers to kind of help the Pelicans stay ahead of this thing. Five points from Najee Marshall. And three rebounds, four assists in 21 minutes. Cody Zeller played 21 minutes, finished with four points, five assists, and six rebounds in the matchup. So Pelicans, man, we needed a spark, man. We needed a little bit more production. We needed to hit our damn foul shots is what we needed to do, and it's just a pain in the ass when we sit up here and watch these guys not do what they're supposed to do in terms of these foul shots, and I just don't like it. And then you look at some of these guys the Pelicans are playing and look at their numbers, not overly – Anything overly uh, sticking out of the screen. You had George finish with 15 points to young point guard, six rebounds, five assists, 15 points, 10 from Fontachio, if I'm saying that correctly. Some of these guys, I've never even heard of them before. Yurt Seven or whatever his name is, whatever he was in there doing his thing, 12 points for Collins. None of the names you know really did anything big except for Collins Saxton in 28 minutes. He came in a reserve role and finished with 16.6 assists. And he started getting going, hitting several three-pointers down the line and kind of kept things interesting. And then they did a wonderful job. Shout out to the Jazz coaching staff, switching things up on the Pelicans. Uh, and, and it definitely worked because, I mean, he must have uh, did something to the basket to make him miss them damn free throws or something, gave him the weak-ass Gatorade or something. I don't know what was going on, but at the end, they just could not get it. And we ultimately gave the game away to them so good that's the bad news the good news is that we will see this utah jazz team again on monday and this time around we will have zion williamson he will not he will be rested and david griffin can't keep him back so hopefully that'll be enough they at least get a win against this utah jazz who this team just seems to keep winning these games against us and, and like i said man this team wasn't even full power it's not a full power team and we're like, well, Q, we didn't have Zion. And then we didn't need Zion to beat the Jazz tonight. We really didn't. All we needed to do is be a professional team and do what good teams do, which is hit goddamn free throws when they're supposed to. That's what you're supposed to do. So, I mean, it's just it's just fascinating to me, man. It's just that we'll get an opportunity to play this team again. But it just shows you, man, at the end, we do all the stuff that we do. We play defense. They turn the ball over late. You're going to have to play back-to-backs. You're going to have – that's what having a deep team is. We're going to have to dig in the, be, the, in the bench on the back-to-backs and produce. We do have a team that do have a deep bench. We do. We do. We got some, some players that can play for us. We do. 
you know? So it wasn't like a team. These people didn't have stars. Most of these people, I don't even goddamn know. And if y'all out there know these people say, oh yeah, Q, we know him. You're a damn lie. You don't know most of these people out here. They got Chris Dunn on this team, man. I didn't even know Chris Dunn was still in the league. Now I know about Colin Saxton. I know about Tor, uh, what's his name? Horton Tucker and a few of these other cats. But most of these dudes, man, most of these dudes barely. This, they, these are this, most. Some of these guys are last chance players, man. <laughs> it's a last chance before they check out the China. So I mean, man, at, at the end, man, we we got to do better than this, man. If we gonna consider ourselves a contender on any level, we got to be able to beat a Utah Jazz team that's that's missing two of their best players, man. Two of their best players that usually cook the Pelicans. I mean, fricassee, uh, broil them, uh, uh, barbecue, uh, you know, whatever you got. You know, they dipping them in barbecue sauce or pull duck sauce on top of them and whatever you got to do, shoot them up to the sun, let them fall back down. Whatever you got, that's what they do to the Pelicans. And at the end of the day, we couldn't capitalize on this. It's very disappointing, man. I, I really despise these type of losses. I really do. I really despise uh, this. I really do, man. These losses get on my nerves. All right. Anyway, Melon God says the New Orleans administration and seven should have not sold the black base brand called jazz to the city that didn't appreciate it. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, the the jazz was on. That dude, that Bart the Jazz, was a, a guy that I think he was of the Mormon faith. And I think he ultimately moved them up there for a reason because nobody really said, you know what, I'm going to buy this team and move them to Utah. <laughs> Out of all the places in the world, is that what you're thinking? So, I mean, but the, the man took them there and it actually worked. And for to be honest with you, the Utah Jazz, man, since they moved to the Jazz, they've been a solid organization for a very long time. Even without stars, these people always manage to be competitive. They always manage to. Uh, put together a competitive product. Now they don't go nowhere. You know they'll get they'll do good enough to get to the playoffs and get bounced in the first round. But they are competitive. They are well respected team that do have a lot of success to them. You know so you know that's something that the Pelicans can only hope to do to build teams forward that know how to hit free throws and do the things they're supposed to do. So you know it's interesting. All right, Melvin says uh, this is why you cannot just go out go all out on this team. Yeah, it, they still they showing you, bro. 
And this is the thing about the faithful when they talk about the Pelicans and people ask for more patience from the family base dealing with this current rendition of the team. Hey, man, you know, you, we don't have a lot of time on this team. It ain't like, you know, we finally got these guys together after a year or two and then such and such. No, there, there, there's some contract stuff that's coming up with B.I. There's stuff with Trey uh, Murphy that's going to be coming up and decisions going to have to be made on which direction they want to go. And that's all that is the future of the Pelicans is now. It's not to next year or the year after, it's now. And then that's why the the philosophy or the, the men, overall mentality of the team is built in right now because that's what the philosophy is. is listen, y'all got to do this now to see what we got now. So if we continue in the trend to sit Zion down on back-to-backs, even though he's not listed on some injury list somewhere, like he has, he's dealing with some type of issues. Can somebody please explain that to me as opposed to this goddamn VP being overly cautious? What's the problem with Zion not being able to play on back-to-backs? Could you explain that to me, sir? But nobody else has done what he's done. Could you explain that? Because that is very frustrating. Even though I don't need David Griffin to explain anything to me, I already know what's going on. That is his overly a cautious approach to Zion Williamson because if Zion ultimately fails, he fails and his ass is on the unemployment line. That's pretty much what it is, you know. All right. Uh, Pelican notes says QE, only the team that makes a fast break looks hard. <laughs> Again, yeah, it's uh, and, and like I said, we the question is, this is just one game and we're, we're currently a nine and 18. But this the test we've seen with the Clippers because it's a roller coaster, it's a roller coaster ride. They beat the Clippers, everybody feeling good last night. I just was too tired to do the post game for the Clippers. And sometimes I would then put, y'all know, historically speaking, we'd be doing these shows for years. Sometimes I would then move the recap. If we're doing a back-to-back or if it's on like what it was Friday and Saturday, I would then move the back-to-back to the Saturday and cover both games. But, you know, it's it really hard to, you know, to follow up a good performance or a gutty comp- performance like we had against the Clippers. And then you go to Utah and have a, a gutless performance. And it's like from it's two sides of extremities. You know, you go from one side of the line to the other side of the line. And then I'm really disappointed in Willie Green coming out and saying that fatigue was an issue on the back to back. That's something as as if, you know, if I was a coach, I wouldn't even admit to that. I would just say that we played bad and we just wasn't sharp. I would never admit to fatigue being an issue on why we can't win games. That speaks ill to the conditioning of your team, sir, especially if you dig it into the bench and you went four players into the bench and then you still complaining that we were too fatigued to even hit foul shots. That to me is an indictment on the your training or, or the trainers for this team, for them not to be in shape for back-to-back games. And you know they're coming. I got the schedule. I had the schedule months before, you know, when they released it months ago. We knew what the back-to-back is was going to be. This is not a surprise at all. We're not the only team in the, in the NBA that has to deal with back-to-backs. That's what the bench is for. So, you know, just tell the truth. We just too and we too undisciplined to hit foul shots. And it's just like when we get to the line, my goodness, and we look at uh Brandon, Brandon Ingram, and I, and I got love for Brandon Ingram, but five of eight from the foul line, bro. You know, I mean, seriously, man, five of eight from the foul line. I mean, we really needed those shots, man. We really needed the, the shots. Valachunas is usually a pretty decent foul shooter, 50%. And you need those when we go into the – it's just ridiculous, man. But it just goes to show to a degree, too, as well, family, that as a basketball club going forward, there's still a lot to do. 
and you know, and I, and I still a lot to be happy and proud for, but it's just really frustrating when you realize that the fundamentals and foul shooting is a fundamental, it's a fundamental building block of a team, like playing good defense every night, effort, playing good defense, being smart. Those are fundamental, fundamental pieces of a good team. I mean, that's the, that's the cornerstones, the cornerstone of a good team. If it's built on good defense and then you get offense off defense, like we've seen in certain parts of the game. And then there's the foul shots, the foul shots. That's fundamental. The Pelicans just two up and down. They hitting 80% some nights and then they 61% tonight. So, I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's just, just awful. And then of course we cycle back around and we'll play this same team, the same Utah team tomorrow. We will see this same Utah team tomorrow family. We will, I mean, not tomorrow, uh, Monday. We'll cycle back to this team and we will have Zion Williamson for that matchup as well as we get ready for a 5 and 11 for uh, uh, Utah team, team with a bunch of players that most of us don't even know who the hell they are. But we know who the hell they are tonight because they're the team that beat your Pelicans who have some of the names that we recognize all too well. So anyway, man, let's keep this thing going. I'm going to bring in my girl Lex and let her talk about it uh, in her and the thing. And I'm pretty sure I know exactly what she's going to say. I know exactly what Lex is going to say to me. She's going to say, well, Q, it is a tale of two. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, you know, I think the first three quarters, the team w- was playing well, but there was one play that really turned everything around. Jose had the ball when the uh, clock was running out in the third quarter and he went in and I don't understand why he did this, but you went up into a shot blocker in Kessler and Colin Sexton ran full court down and right before the buzzer, he hit a two pointer. That was a momentum shift, like a major momentum shift. That's the worst thing that you can do. The worst thing that you can do. You you don't do stuff like that. Um, And so you all can understand what I'm saying. That actually happened to the Pelicans when we were at home and we were playing the Lakers. And it was actually Jose, he stole an inbound pass and shot a three. And one thing after the game, we ended up beating the Lakers in that game. And one thing that LeBron said, it was how we ended that third quarter. It was a momentum shift because the Pelicans scored. And basically in this game, it happened, but we were on the back end of that. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So that right there, and that concerned me. I thought about that the whole time in the fourth quarter. I'm like, that was such a bad idea, Jose. That was not a good thing that you just now did. It really wasn't. But, um, and I know it's not, you know, I, I know that's just one play, but that was really huge because it just wasn't about that play. It was about the momentum shift. And and you gotta respect momentum shifts. You you just you just have to. But um it's funny because the turnovers, the turnovers came at the in the back end. 
you know, we were actually taking care of the ball, all that stuff, um, in the first part of the game. And then, I don't know, just things got, got out of whack, you know. Guys couldn't catch the ball. Just, I don't know, whatever. Um, just couldn't take care of the ball. But uh, turnovers kill, killed us in that second half. Really killed us in the second half. But, um, you know, this team, like, one thing about playing a team without their guys and marketing and, uh, and Clarkson is that you're getting a lot of guys who don't get a lot of playing time. You're getting guys who are hungry, who have something to prove, who are who competing for contracts or whatever. But that's the dangerous thing about when facing teams like this. And that's what we ran into. They wanted it more. They had they had more to prove. Like you said, Big Q, like most most of everybody in here can't um don't know a lot of the players on Utah that played tonight, with the exceptions of Jordan Clarkson and Mark Hanen. And there was a maybe a few guys that people knew, but I mean, a lot of those guys, you, you probably wouldn't know them. So, I mean, you got a lot of guys that were just really, really hungry and you didn't you didn't have a lot on them as far as uh, the scouting report. So, you know, they just they they kept at it. They kept at it. They um they chipped away at the lead, and you know, they 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 got ahead and and didn't turn back. You know, and that's what happens. That's what's dangerous about teams like this. But this is a this is a game that the Pale shouldn't have lost. They shouldn't have lost this game. You know, it kind of stinks. Even, even I know it's the second night of a back-to-back, but, you know, they didn't have their guys. I mean, I mean, we, the Pels at least had Brandon, but, you know, I don't know. It, it kind of has similar vibes as, you know, to that T-Wolves game. But I don't know. I mean, just didn't finish, finish them off. Didn't finish them off. Yeah, you're right. You know, we knew John Collins, but John Collins, he's really falling off. Some people may not recognize him. <laughs> yeah, that, that that John Collins, I do recognize his name and a few other things, but he wasn't nearly the force of factor in this game, even though the Utah yeah. Jazz played better as a it's team. It's funny because at, at Atlanta, he was actually considered to be a star, which is crazy because, you know, you look at him now, he looks – he looks I mean he's he's definitely a role player. Definitely a role player. But yeah, and and, and let's talk about this too, Lex. And before we get into it, shout out to the flock, man. Y'all please feel hit the like hit the like button for us, man, in this one. Uh we're gonna be uh going uh kind of late into the broadcast is already uh my time is eleven forty one central time. Uh we'll be going uh maybe about to one o'clock. I have a few things I have to do uh, getting ready for tomorrow. I got a, a couple of boxing reports that I got to put together as well tonight. Really, you know, uh, today was a really interesting day of sports. We had the uh, college football that I covered. We got the Pelicans. And then, of course, the there's some Saints broadcasts earlier today. And 
really good fights tonight that happened with Boo Boo Andrade against uh, El, the, uh, David Benavidez, one, one of my favorite fighters. And then his brother Jose was in action against Charlo. That was some interesting fights. We're going to cover that on Ring Kings Boxing. But uh, mm-hmm. shout out to Boo Boo. Did not do well. Uh huh. What'd you say, Lex? I said, I said Boo Boo did not do well. <laughs> Now, nah, Boo Boo got beat up. He got a lot of Boo Boos. That's what happened. <laughs> Be like, dog, you can't have no nickname like that. <laughs> Boo Boo got it. Boo-boo and lose. Yes, Lex. <laughs> let me tell you, Boo Boo got beat up pretty bad in this one, and uh, it was a stoppage. Yes, he got beat up pretty bad, man. And listen, I've never and and I've followed Boo Boo Andrade's fights for for a long time, and I've never seen him get manhandled by a fighter like he got manhandled by David Benavidez tonight. I mean, he beat him up pretty badly and credit to him standing in there taking abuse, but he was throwing some shots. It just nah. it, Benavidez was absorbing you know all of that. that. You know what? I don't want guys standing in there taking, taking punches. Like, it's like, okay, this ain't like, you know, uh, Steve Rogers on uh, Captain America, you know, before – you know what I'm saying? It's like, look, I understand you got heart. I get it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But I'm just not, you know, these guys train and and prepare for this stuff. I'm just, I'm not trying to see that. I had to take a break from boxing, man, because the last, the last couple of fights kind of hurt me. You know what, what? I'm saying? You're obviously talking about uh, Crawford and uh, Spence fights. So, yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. Yeah, I'm 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 really hurt. Like it, that fight was not what, what what I expected. But, you know, they they now they're saying that um that uh, Spence, he might have uh he he might have been high before he went into the fight. Yeah. Um I don't know. There there there's a lot of things cuz he wasn't himself. You you could tell by looking at him that he wasn't himself. So, I don't know, man. Just you know, I guess this is why you got to enjoy the sport of boxing. You can't really, you can't really root for somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I think that's what happened with uh, Roy Jones and uh, Tarver. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. I'm like, I don't, I ain't trying to be hurt. I'm sorry. You'll run into something like that every now and again. You'll run into a a, a person or a team that that appears to have your number. Like we yeah. talked. And it always happens. It it just right. it it just kind of hurts because you know there's always somebody out there who's coming. You do get older, you know, and and you know uh, attrition does set in. So it, it's part of, especially with boxing, it's just a part of the game. And guys, they feel like they can just keep going, and it's like, no, you got to know when to stop. You really that's the, do. That's the gladiator mentality that most athletes operate with, where they believe that in their minds that they can go somewhere where their body can go somewhere where their mind can go. And sometimes it's a disconnect. Sometimes somebody else's will is, is stronger than yours. Cause that's pretty much what it is. If you got somebody with the ability and the will and the physicality to take it to you and you're not on your game that night, you can get beaten. And it's like, right. Like tonight with the, with the Pelicans, we had mm-hmm. a team tonight that uh, it appears the jazz have beaten the Pelicans with now four times in a row. Now it's four times, four times yeah. in a row it was and they they could have had this game they were up by double digits all they had to do was finish and see even on a back-to-back it's like guys y'all gotta dig deep 
we know you're in shape, but it's that it part. You know what I'm saying? It's it's all about like how bad do you want it? We we could have been on a three game winning streak, you know. Instead, you know, it's it, it's another loss. But you know, uh, I was reading what Tramal put down. He he said, I wonder what Borrego would have did in this game. Um. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. There it is. Well, you know, that's that's the type of stuff that we all ask because Borrego was sitting there and he, he's not going to, you know, jump, you know, ahead of Willie Green. It, Willie's the head coach. He's going to respect the pecking order. But the the issue with Willie Green is we look at and, and look, let me say this first, too, before I got sidetracked on the box and talking kind of correlates with our, our basketball stuff anyway. It really does. But shout out to the fam, the flock in the building. Links in the chat will be going up until about one o'clock. Then I got to cut off. Like I said, I got several reports I got to file. Um, you guys hit the like button for us. We in here talking Pelicans tonight. It's also an opportunity for you to chime in. So if you want to get your word in on what you think is going on with the Pelicans, please feel free to hit the link. It's pinned to the top of the chat uh, as well. Please feel free to hit the like button and subscribe. If you're not a subscriber, we end this thing. So. Uh, and then, of course, let me get back to this before we bring in a few of our callers. We got DJ and Jay Black waiting to come in. We're gonna bring them. We're gonna bring them in momentarily. But before we do this, Lex, let me let me let's let's put this. Let's let me and you have this dialogue. We you often speak about. We both do talk about Willie Green being out coached. We had a coach right here from Utah. A lot of people don't really know about the man. We know the man's a pretty decent coach. What he does mm-hmm. with Utah. A very interesting lineup move tonight. Started a lot of people start basically started his reserves and then brought the starters in off the bench to kind of shake things up. And it, 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 to a degree, at first in the first period early on, it looked like it had an impact until the Pelicans adjusted, and then they just took it away. Bi never had a person or uh, one person that could actually stop him. It was actually Bigs and they, these guys had size, but they were athletically not able to stay in front of him. He, you know. But they did a good job of kind of cycling guys to try to get in his way to kind of be physical with him. And B.I. did uh, a lot of positive things. Some couple of shots I didn't really like when he kind of tried to take these difficult shots, which another pass could have cured and had a better result. But talk to me about the outcoached angle, the Utah Jazz coach versus Willie Green in this one. What did you see? Well, one thing that you just made clear, he started his reserves. He did something that was unconventional. It it, it broke routine. And I've mentioned that with Willie. Willie doesn't do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like just being able, knowing when to break the rules. You know what I'm saying? Or if not breaking the rules, knowing how to adjust to those things. Okay. All right. I see what he's doing here. Okay. Because we know that once, you know, Colin Sexton, once he gets out there, because I know Colin Sexton, he's an energy guy. He's He's just like a Jose for them. But the thing is, I think that was a way to get the Pelicans relaxed, to get them comfortable. And over time, it was a great move. Now, one thing I will say is that 
like again, like when uh when the Jazz when they went on runs when they when when they went on a run, I want to say um yeah in the fourth quarter when they went on a a, a huge run it, it was a long run to me it was just kind of slow, but you could tell that things were getting out of hand. I would have have liked him bring bi in earlier and not wait. Like, and he's done that before. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like, even with, with uh, same thing with Zion. Like, when the team, like, uh, who who is the team that we played before the Clippers at home? I'm sorry, I just had a... Sacramento. Yeah. Remember he took he took Zion out like the, at the four minute mark? And we were all like, why did yeah. you do that? Right. You know, and, and then he brought him back in and the game was close. Like, dog, you cannot take your star player out like that. You it's clutch time. You know what I'm saying? Like the game is the the uh the score is going back and forth. You know they're leading, then you're leading, then there's a tie game. You you gotta have your your guys in there. You're telling me be like, oh, we want to give them a last break. No, there is no break. There is no break. You need to leave them in there because it's time to perform at a high level. We trying to win a game, and it's almost like he's so laxed on the sense of urgency. And I say that because in this game. He 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 was he he waited a long time to put Bi back in the game, and they were having problems with Bi. Like, why did you wait so long? Why did you want them? I mean, there was still, I guess, hope and time to not let the let the Jazz get uh, momentum, let let them get all the momentum. But by that time, it was it was too late. You know, timing is everything. Timing is everything, man. I mean, you you can't. You got to read the game. You have to understand the flow of the game. 
And he waited too long. B.I. should have been in there. He should have been in there. It's like, dude, like, you know how you see when coaches see, oh, shoot, this this game is trying to get out of hand. And they they look they look to the bench and, and tell the player to get on and they run into the, uh, the ta- to the table. None of that ever happens. That that that's not happening, and you see coaches around the league do that, but Willie never does that stuff. It's stuff like that that's just, hey man, stuff like that. Those are elements of or recipes to losing a game, not winning. You have to read the game and understand the flow of the game. They're having problems guarding Bi. Get his butt out there, and do it with a sense of urgency. Yeah. All right. Well done. <laughs> let's, let's, <laughs> uh, no, that's that's good. Get it on out, man. Get it on out. That that's what we're here for. Uh shout out to the fam, man. We're gonna bring in uh Jay Black and uh DJ man to hear from you. Like I said, fam, we'll be going to about one o'clock. Um, if you want to pop in, the link is in the chat. So please pop the link as soon as you can. Here we go. Jay Black, welcome on in. DJ, welcome on in. How you doing tonight, fellas? What's up, fellas? Yeah, whatever's going on. What's going on? All right, Jay Black. Good to hear from y'all, man. Uh, Jay Black, you go ahead and start it off, my friend. Uh, Pelicans, man. Uh, like Lex, uh, we're gonna coin that. She said, uh, "Tale of two halves. One game, you get Flipper, the Clipper matchup. Pelicans were on day one, and again, they wasn't. So let let's see your take, bro. Uh, I, I want to start a little bit with boxing, real quick. Uh. You know, the Spence fight, uh, you know, Spence had broke his ribs in, in, in training. So, uh, or he got his ribs broke by Frank Martin, allegedly. I don't know. So that's why that fight looked like that lopsided. And he was trying to weight cut. Um, and Benavidez, that was a mismatch. Not not really a mismatch. He was coming up an extra weight class. All right, now this this basketball game, I'm not really gonna go. I I told you uh before, Willie Green, he 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 makes these decisions that um even if we would have won this game, I think I would have still said that Willie Green, we lose. I just I I just want everybody to notice we have double digit leads on most teams. Mm-hmm. That we squander when Willie Green is the coach. When we up twenty one, it'll come down and be a close game when it don't supposed to be. Um, this team we was supposed to beat probably by probably by ten. We lose to them. I'm, I'm starting to uh, see a, a constant, um, repetitive lack of. He getting out coached by a lot of. A lot of people because he he sticks with whatever he goes with. Um, he doesn't really make a lot of adjustments. I don't even want to get into the adjustments. I, I don't want to be long winded, but I just think he needs to step it up or he needs to let James Borrego run the offense and him step back and just be the overall coach, but let James Borrego be more hands on with the offense. Um. Now, her her missing that dunk was another thing. He missed the dunk, and it led out to uh, a fast break in the fourth quarter. 
of uh, like they was running multiple defenses. Not, not I say multiple defenses. They got a free wide open three. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, Herb Jones again. He was supposed to be defending Kelly Olynyk in the fourth quarter. And he got open twice. It was a miscommunication with him and um, I believe Cody Zeller. That that was another thing. And what was the Jose? Jose made a Jose. I it, it don't look like he. It looked like he backed down from Colin Saxon. Colin Saxon is kind of the typical. He he looks like he he plays like. Jose Alvarado, energy guy, uh, very passionate. I, I thought he backed down from him. I thought he should. And he didn't even defend him on the last, I think, uh, when he got an open three with like three minutes left, I believe. It was Jordan Hawkins defending him instead of Jose Alvarado. I, I, was, I was not understanding that at all, at all, at all. And that's basically what I, it was a lot of different matchups that I didn't agree with. But for the most part, I, I kind of knew that, you know, Willie Green kind of messes things up right now. Um, he probably could change his ship if if he let uh, uh, James Borrego run the offense and he and do the substitutions. Cause uh yeah, cause these substitutions you, you, are basically, you you basically saying that Borrego needs to do everything. <laughs> right, I'm saying he do that. I mean, cause that's what I'm hearing. Like, cause cause uh Willie Green, he's not doing anything right. What his the defense is is pretty good. What I would say is, I think Willie Green is probably better at. Um, I don't know if James Borrego is good with. Star players, I don't know for the long haul, but I know Willie Green is probably probably could be a better uh, communicator of. I don't, I don't know actually. I I, I I don't know. I don't know. I'm still gonna say James Borrego, but I I, I know James Borrego fell out with um, their star over there, uh, Lamelo Ball. And so I, I wouldn't want him to be over the coach when I start doing more research about it. But besides that, everything else goes to Jane Borrego. My Adjustments, offense, substitutions, in-game adjustments, pre-game adjustments. Like yeah, halftime adjustments. Halftime adjustments. Oh, my God, everything. That's all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, quarterly adjustments. Yeah. <laughs> Down the stretch but, adjustments. Yeah, but um, what you said is that um that that Jose um going too fast at the end of the third quarter was a big momentum. That was yeah. a momentum shifter. It, it was. So, and I'm I'm gonna lay my plan right there. My thing is, shout out to shout out to everybody who's in the chat, everybody who's in the panel, Lex. Big Q, I miss DC. Um, my thing is this: forget the record. Shout out to Jayhawk too, because if it wasn't for him, we 
probably would have lost the game tremendously. Why in the hell? The man, let me take, and I may be wrong for this one. They have to use Jayhawk as like another CJ McCollum right now. Hear me out. Because when when it's an inbound and you got Jayhawk BI, you know, the whole little squad on the on the court, the inbound pass, I'm I'm not talking about this game, but I'm I'm talking about, you know, in particular inbound pass. They're looking for Jayhawk to either catch and shoot. He coming off two screens, shoot, score. The man scored what? Twelve points in what the first half or first quarter? Why in the hell did he su- substitute him out? That's what he does. Then, then my thing is this: the free throws. Make your free throws. G Hog missed what two? Bi missed two. Jonas missed one, maybe two, maybe three. You make your free throws, you win this game. That, that's the big key. Make your free throws. Now, the Zion thing, him rushing and coming back the next game, I don't like that. You 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 missed half of your whole season last season. Nah, I, I'm not feeling this. I'm, I'm not feeling this. Uh, like I said, we still don't have our whole team yet. I mean, even if we had Trey Murphy and Matt Ryan, the game still wouldn't, I mean, we, we probably would have won this game, to be honest with you. We had Matt Ryan and Trick or Trey and, you know, whoever else. Yeah, but other than that, I, I'm not feeling the Zion breast. I mean, nigga, if you won't play, nigga, I'm playing. You can't tell a grown man not to, not to, not, you can't tell me, if I'm an NBA player, you can't tell me, oh, you rusting. Nah, nigga, I'm playing. I want to see this team grow and go to the daggone playoffs and do all that. I'm playing. Now, I miss it out the second half or whatever half, you know, I, you know, whatever, which one I choose. But at the same time, at least, at least give Zion the first half and let him sit out the second half. Now, that's a rest to me. Okay. Um as, 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 I, I wanna I wanna make a comment on, on that. Um I I do uh I do agree. I, I really do feel like Zion should play, especially if he's healthy. Um but one thing I will say is that there there's been a lot of narratives as far as, you know, obviously Zion wanting to leave and all this other stuff and there's been problems between him and the organization. But one thing that he consistently says is that he's trying to work with the organization. He he wants to be on the same page, you know, and he he's said that repeatedly. He's been working closely with them. The same thing with offseason, something that, you know, he hasn't done. And we we've heard the rumblings, you know, even even with the past shows as far as um, you know, why why Zion away working out or doing other things. And a lot of fans have had a problem with that. Well, 
did you know he changed that and has been working closely with the organization i say that because the organization is resting zion he's showing that you know he's like look you know i'm work with y'all you know uh, do what you all are you know telling me to do you know he's trusting them you know as far as you know what he should do and and how how they should play him and manage him and things you know so I just want everybody to know because I know it seems like people want to say, oh, Zion doesn't want to play. Zion doesn't want to play. Zion does want to play. Let's make that clear. And he's, if you watch his pressers, someone, one of the reporters did ask him about that. This is not up to him. He's trying to show that he's trusting the organization, which isn't, isn't that what everybody was talking about? Cause you know, he was doing a lot of things separate from the organization. Now he is working closely with the organization and you know, here we are, you know, so it's not up to him whether he plays. Uh, I think he, you know, he he's, he, you can see on his face that he wants to, but he's not really commenting about it. Cause obviously he's not trying to throw anybody under the bus. But he's not playing because the organization wants him to rest. That's their decision. That's how they're managing him. So now he's not going to, because he's a star, according to that new policy of load management, they only have a set amount of rest of rest days. So I guess on the front end of the season, he's going to be resting on the second of a back-to-back. But that is going to run out because I'm pretty sure they have back-to-backs on next year, you know, or the second half of the season. So I think they're doing them kind of like early, like him taking his, I think it's like five that you can take. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't read the whole thing, but there, there's five uh, rest days that a star can take. And then, you know, obviously Zion has to play, if he's healthy, he has to play uh, – on national television days. And, you know, he can't, after those five rest days, you can't, you can't rest a player if they're healthy and ready to go. Let me introduce this to the conversation. We got my brother Slim about to pop up here in a minute. We'll hear from him. Uh, Let me introduce this. We talking about Zion and we kind of called this. We talked about what they did prior in the back to back. And, and before they even announced it, I said, he's not going to play in this game because this is obviously a decision, and we we've said this constantly here that this is an, a, a cautious approach by Griffin, who's t- who's tied to Zion. Uh, you know, we, we talk about him getting a deal, and it, this is this is very important that Zion, uh, that uh, based on all of the injury stuff that happened to Zion in the previous year, they're taking this very overly a cautious, this cautious approach to his health in terms of him not even being listed on any injury list of any sort, but still have to be subject to back to back. Well, uh, restrictions in not playing the second of back-to-back contest. Well, the first of whatever however the phrase the second of back-to-back contest. So it's really interesting. But what about uh, when this stuff happens, like to exclusively tonight's matchup against the Jazz? I mean, there are other things we talked about the the fundamentals. Hitting the foul shots would have definitely made this a different game. It would have stalled out a lot of momentum. Like when we get to the foul line, we got more foul attempts than they did. We played in their building, and usually. You know, that's not the same. They gave us 18 versus the Jazz 17 attempts from the foul line. We were the ones that got up there and hit 11 of 
of a 17 or whatever it was for 61% on the night. And that ultimately you, at the end, you fall short by five points. So how could we have gotten somebody else? We've seen what Hawk did. Hawk came in there and gave you 20 points. B.I. did what he did. He gave his 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 uh, average. But what about Valachunas? How could we have gotten Valachunas? Obviously, we needed a third scorer, somebody else to kind of get going. And we was playing up a jazz team. Their bigs were a little bit more athletic than Big V. I got to give them that. But still in all, how could we not have used Valachunas more in this game? So I'll, I'll throw that out the panel. Slim, welcome in, bro. What's up, family? Thanks for having me. Hey, what's up, man? Uh, what's up, Queen Alexa? What's up, is I ain't gonna lie what's to y'all. What's up, family? Um, like Queen Alexa said, that that Jose block, you know, before that third quarter ended, that changed everything. But my biggest concern is, like, every game, why are we missing a lot of free throws? Like, what's going on with that? You know. Is you you gotta make your free throws no matter how big you're up in the league or how close a game is. You gotta make your free throws. You're getting the fouls called. First you're complaining and you aren't getting calls. Now you're getting the calls. You gotta take advantage of them, right? So that's my biggest concern. And Willie Green, bro, your rotation is killing me. You, what you have depth for? You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to Utah. They, they're young. You know they're a young team. I don't care what the record is. The coaching made the adjustments. They went like Queen Alexa. I think it was Queen Alexa said they went to their depth, right? You said that right, Queen Alexa? Yeah, they yeah, the reserves. They went to their reserves. Why doesn't Willie Green do that? You know, so and um one more thing I like to say, I mean, you know, Zion Zion is how old? What 22? 20, 22 years 23. old, something like that. 23. Mm-hmm. Okay, 23. Why are we holding him back? He's he's healthy. Let him go. But like I think BQ said, I think, and Queen Lexa said, the organization trying to cover their behinds. You know, if something happens to Zion again, they're trying to cover their behinds. That's all I'm going to say. Go, Pell. Okay, okay, so my thing is this. If, if, if they knew, I mean, if they knew Zion was going to rest, uh, they knew that they were going to put Zion at rest, or whatever case may be, I'm not saying, you know, Evaluate E.J. Liddell, but at least have him on the roster to where you have somebody that that height that can play defense. E- even if uh, y- y- uh, number fifty, I don't know his name yet. I mean, I don't know how to say his name yet. But number fifty, why didn't he put him in the game? Like, it's are you talking you about Robinson that? Earl? Yeah, Robinson Earl. Yeah, yeah. Why? I mean, like, why are you not playing none of them guys? I mean, Matt Ryan is hurt. Trey Murphy hurt. Errol Robinson, he can shoot. We all can see that. Like, why? Just why? And I'm not I'm not understanding that from Willie. You go with this eight-man, six-man rotation. Same rotation, right. Same rotation. And you got other players that can actually do with, I guess, Zion or, 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 or Trick or Trey or, or, you know, I'm – it's it's just not it's just not coming to equal. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's all I got. Like I said, make your free throws, you win this game. And we only lost by what one or two? Yeah, make your free. How many? Hey, BQ. I think up. it was four. I think they. Well, yeah. We lost by five. By five. By five. Oh yeah, yeah, by five. Okay. Right there. Mm-hmm. 
But how many free throws did we miss? Throughout the whole throughout the whole game. Seven, I believe. Six or seven, something like that. Six. Oh well. Two minutes. Me, Two I minutes. missed three. Two Hawkins minutes. missed one. Dyson Daniels missed one. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. So, I sound like five. I don't see nobody else up here. And you hit your free throws? Oh, oh Valentunas missed two. Yeah. So, that's seven. Yeah, well, D- DJ, they were, they, right, fam, they were 11 of 18. So, there you go. Like so, I said, you, you make your free throws, you win the game. Good. <laughs> and then you look at the Jazz, they they shot 82%. And guess they, what? Guess what, y'all? Guess what? The Jazz had 21 turnovers and still won by five. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That was yeah. Awesome. 24. Yeah, they had 24. Yeah, 24. Yes. Wow. That is, that's, <laughs> wow. But, but, but look, it, it, but it, <laughs> That's that is crazy. But another thing, they they won the rebounds. Two that two. They by ten. You know, so it's almost like they kind of made up for it, and then then you couple in the free throw, uh, their free throw percentage as well. This is true. I mean, they 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 did hit. They hit. They were they hit fifteen three pointers where we only hit eleven. Hmm. They hit 14 foul shots where we only hit 11. And then they, despite the 24 turnovers, which usually when that type of stuff happened, they you usually would get the victory. But for some kind of way, the Pelicans had 13 turnovers in the game and they still didn't get the, you know, they didn't get the victory because they left a lot on the on the court out there, like we said. And, and yes. another thing, another thing, Big Q, a yes. lot of those turnovers came in that fourth quarter. Yes. They came at the wrong time, the timing of those turnovers. So that's a, I mean, I know it doesn't show on here, but the timing of those turnovers, because they were taking care of the ball in the first half. So just everything started to fall apart in in that, in that uh, 
well, really, the, they 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 held up pretty good in the in the third quarter, but you know, like that, like I said, with Jose going in on that last play, that was just a a really bad move, and uh, that was a momentum shift. So, and I think um, what they were they um, it was like eight. They were they they were like down eight or seven after. Yeah, after, after three, they right, was down right. eight. Right. Yeah. Because we we uh we were supposed to be up ten, uh but we was only up eight. Yeah, but instead I, of going up, we went down. You know what? Yeah, talked about all, you know Jay Black. Not to cut y'all, bro. The, mm-hmm. free, we, the, the the point of contention, the foul line, missing missing the shots from the free throw line, eleven of eighteen. The the fact that they had twenty four turnovers, you know that type of stuff is annoying. But really, the stat that I didn't even mention is the fact that Utah scored thirty seven points on the Pelicans in the fourth quarter versus just twenty three. They Ooh. scored seven points. I wasn't even looking at that. I knew it was a disparity in terms of how the energy shifted the the quarter and still the fact it, it was 37 point pile up on the Pelicans. But at points and times during the fourth quarter, these people had the game and would just, you know, I go back to one of my words and flitter it away. They threw it away. It didn't want it. So, I mean, it, this is crazy, but yes, it was a 37 point fourth quarter by the Utah Jazz to wow. push the out who scored their, their least amount of points in the quarter for the entire game, which was 23. So they just put the gas on and mashed over the Pelicans. Crazy part, the Pelicans had an opportunity to do it. We seen the slide. It was like a slow-moving avalanche. We seen it happening, and they could, didn't, could, we could not prevent it. We played wanna, oh, 37 points for a quarter. Wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Lex. Yeah, but I, I wanted to point a few things, uh, some more things that I, I saw. Um, I kind of feel like with Jose – and Larry Nance, um, a lot is being put on them. Like, and they just got back. I I really don't like that, especially with Jose. He's really been pushed in the thick of things, and especially in clutch moments like down the stretch, which that's a huge concern because it's like I've heard a few people, you know, say this, but he doesn't have his legs under him. And I've also noticed with Larry Nance, Larry Nance, he doesn't like, I know he made that big, uh, that big block on uh, Paul George against the Clippers, but there's still moments in the game where he does not look sharp. Like he's just missing like, like some really nice passes or, you know, not getting um, some simple rebounds. Like I kind of feel like, why are you rushing these guys back? like the way that you're doing. Um, Another thing um, that I noticed, what is his name? Dyson. Dyson Daniels was 0 for 6 tonight. Did y'all see the play play down the stretch where they called him for a travel? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think he really traveled, but, you know, they they called it because, I mean, he did keep – they zoomed in and he did keep his foot down. But it's like, why are you putting Dyson Daniels? I mean, and this is the coaching part. Like you, like somebody who's been missing, and, and we know that Dyson Daniels is not a sharpshooter. We should have set up a play coming out of that timeout where at least Jay Hawk got the ball. To shoot that 
Facts. Real facts. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand. Like, you don't know. Do y'all, all them coaches over there sitting down, are y'all keeping up with what's going on? Like, Dyson shouldn't have gotten the ball in that situation. He was having a horrible shooting night. Horrible shooting night. He, he didn't make anything. Every, every time, and I'm like, you know, I mean, I know he was open, but it's like, dude, I mean, and he did he did drive into the lane many times, but in that situation, I don't know what the play what play was called, but it's like if the play does not go as planned, these these dudes don't know how to don't know how to go audible. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to talk to you know Peyton Manning on some stuff, but golly, I mean, you 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 gotta know you gotta know that hey. Dyson does not need to be taking this shot. Dyson, go set a screen. Uh, get get uh, uh, Sexton off of Jayhawk. Give him some space. He could have le- He could have came off uh, off that that wing uh, up up or uh, came off that corner up to that wing and had plenty of time to get that shot off instead of Dyson taking that. I just wish that would have happened because that the you know the situation or the outcome of the game could have changed. But, yeah, I just think I'm looking at those two things, the way that Larry Nance and Jose, um, you know, they're back. But they're not all themselves right now. And uh, I kind of feel like, you know, I I think Willie Green is um, is just pressing the issue with them as far as, you know, working them them back into the lineup too fast. Do, do you act, do you guys feel feel that way or what are your thoughts um, on it? So I, I I disagree with the um not letting Dyson take the shot at the end or his travel. I, I feel the best shot whoever whoever's open, you try to get them a shot. The well what I, I what I don't understand is like do they look at the stats of who is playing well during the game though? I, I know uh, Jayhawk was, but our backup unit in total was our best unit tonight. Not our starting unit. Our starting unit didn't really play, like uh, Herb and Dice and Valanciunas didn't play that good tonight. As a as a whole, as a unit, um, even though the points probably will say so, but um, nah, they they didn't play really good. Uh, Cause they they was a negative what negative eighteen negative eighteen negative eighteen negative seventeen, so we understand this. Jay, hold on a second, because I'm looking at I'm like you're saying the starters. You t- you t- you talking about playback better in terms of energy, because I mean Hawk and uh, Bi combined for what fifty plus points. Yeah, well I'm I'm talking about Dyson, Herb, and Valanciunas. Okay. Their time on the court wasn't that good. You uh, and what what I say their 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 unit wasn't that good because they was trying to take away uh the Utah Jazz take away the paint. You ain't gonna be able to get a lot of scoring from the paint to get your rhythm going. You need outside shooting against Utah Jazz. That's the number one thing you would need against the Utah Jazz, and don't let them get open threes. And momentum going because they're not a real 
technical good scoring team, but they got a lot of wide open threes, a lot of wide open threes, but they also was taking away our easy layups and mid range. That's why BI field goal percentage was uh, probably 40 something. He was 10 for 22 because they was taking away his easy layups. So he had he had to do a lot of mid range. They they was doubling him a little bit, but not even that much. No, they was but, they was keeping him from well, they was stopping him trying to do their best from altering some slashing and getting they easy layups. But still, in all though, I mean, I, I still point. That's why I pointed to the Valachunas because uh, to a part of the loss to me was the inability to get Valachunas going. I think Valachunas is. A better skill big than anybody. Yeah. I mean, he's he, a walking double double. And we couldn't even get him right. to get average tonight. So that's what I was saying. I brought in the game. It's like that's okay, the foul, looking at these numbers. The foul shot. The foul line was was the obvious stat, right? Yeah. And I want oh him. Mm -hmm. Let me just before I finish my point on, on Valachunas. Shout out to Jan with the super chat, man. He says to me, Willie is like Mark Jackson in Golden State, a rah rah players coach, but. He'll never get you to the championship. He epitomizes inconsistency, just like Dennis <laughs> Allen. Uh -oh. Damn, but thank you for that, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, so thank you, bro, for that, Jan. And uh, that's damn, that's a uh, that's 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 a punch in the gut, that one. But back to the Valachunas point, family. That's what I was saying. Like, if you look at Vale's numbers, he played, what, 26 minutes tonight. He had eight points. He was 3 of 10 from the field. He was 0 for 2 from downtown, and he hit half his free throw shots. He was 2 for two for 4, and usually a pretty solid shooter. He didn't even get a, 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 a double digits in the rebound category. 8.7 boards, 2 assists in the matchup, and he was minus 17 on the plus minus. And we look at the Utah side of things, and like I was saying, most of these guys, they were given effort. You're talking about Yurt Sovin, if that's his correct name, he was mostly the guy that was playing. He was He's not a big mobile big, and V's more uh, skilled than him, obviously. Kessler played 21 minutes, had five personal fouls, came in the game, gave 11 points and 11 rebounds, and did his thing toward, you know, when he did get involved. My thing was, why didn't we get Valachunas involved in this game? I thought that he could be, if he gets his, it somewhere around his average, that changes the complexion of the game, doesn't it? Uh, they was playing good defense on him. He was three for 10 for no, it wasn't like no, no random reason. Them guys was playing good defense on him. And that's the strength of their team is they big, they big men. Even if we don't know who they are, that's what they they funnel their defense to. They're big men. They 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 run you off the line. They don't even run you off the line. They they run a hybrid zone behind it. But they they put a lot of their big men around the rim. Both of them. They always play two bigs. They never run a a, a small forward at the power forward position. So you always have big size down there. So. Big V could have been more effective if they run the ball through him, but they don't. They ain't gonna do that. You know, Willie Green ain't gonna. But that's my, that's what my get, get the ball. Point. That's the point. JV should, should get more touches. JV should be getting more touches. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
got good bigs and they play decent defense, but that's like not pretend like this the Boston Celtics or somebody or some highly ranked defensive team in the NBA. This team is they had people that play well together as a team, but Balachunas is obviously a, a, a better big down in the paint than yourself and whatever the hell his name is. I mean, but we did, he was cleaning whatever he got. You know, it wasn't something that was designed for him to operate. And that's the that's what my point is. My point is, why didn't we do that is the is the point, because we would have had success with our big against a big sorry ass big down there. That's what I'm trying to say. And even if they did double down on V, V makes the I mean, he makes the 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 it makes it a little easier for the shooters. They have to collapse on him so he can find the shooter, the wide open shooter. Why didn't we do that is what I'm asking. Oh, I thought we did it. We found the shooters. They wasn't making them. Look at all the shots we missed. All the open three-pointers we missed. We missed a lot of open three-pointers. It's to the point where I I look at JV body language. Like, he'd be frustrated because he don't touch the ball enough. I don't know if y'all observe it, but I do. It's long stretches when he doesn't touch the ball, but it has to be frustrating because he does have a strong skill set, and the Pelicans do not use it consistently. And it's like, you know, to to continue to do that, it's like here you, you here you have, look, Zion's not playing. Everybody knows that the Pels is is an inside team. We we don't have a large sample size of shooting shooting from behind the arc. Right now. Yeah, yeah. And that, that's right. my point. Right now. It, we we don't have that right now. So teams are still playing against that old identity. You know, now obviously Jayhawk is slowly, but you know, he helps change that. When we get Trey back, that'll that'll change that as well. Matt as Ryan Jay and Matt Ryan. Yeah, there you go. But right now, the 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 strong identity of this team is the inside game and the mid-range. All these teams know this. But one thing that, that would really help is that if you if and I, and I know it, it's an old school way as far as dumping it down to the big man, but that's a way to open up shots for the outside or to get someone cutting. You have a great cutter in, in Herb Jones, and he was doing that. I think a lot of things they were doing in that first half, but they started to go away from it, kind of like in that uh that Houston game. You know what I'm saying? What a Sacramento game, the second Sacramento game. You know, I think they start reverting back to their old habits. And it's like, why why do y'all want to go back to this horrible type, you know, IQ type stuff? Because really, the coach needs to step in and like, look, Mm -hmm. time out, guys, let's get, get our spacing. Let's dump the ball to JV. Make make him make those bigs commit. Make them make JV a threat. Guys, be ready to shoot. Her, do those fancy cuts that you like. That stuff works. And that's basic basketball. That's basic basketball. It's like, look, it's the second night of a back-to-back. You guys are a little tired. You may not have your legs like, you know, obviously the Jazz do, but you can still be smart. You can still be smart. You, you know, I, I mean, that's that's still there. You can still have your IQ. And if you just, again, 
get your guys to calm down and, and polish up and tighten up what the game plan is. Look, let's get it to Jonas. We're in trouble. Okay, look, uh, everything's kind of wacky right now. Let's get it to Jonas. That should be a foundation, especially when you have, you know, your guy sitting out. I mean, so, I mean, that's – it's a little bit of coaching, but at the same time, you know, guys should know, like, look, we we, we need something. Um, we haven't scored. Let's get the spacing right, dump it down down to JV, and and allow him to work because he he's going to work. And, and he he JV can actually pass. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you know, he can pass, but again, we can't even give him a huge accolade of that because he's not given the opportunity to show his passing ability. Well, you, that, that's what I'm thinking. Like with with uh, that's a fact. Mm-hmm. When when Zion is not in there, what's what's the option? You go what bi and, and obviously what I guess tonight it would have been the rookie Jordan Hawkins by how, how he played tonight. But Balachunas was interesting. Like I said, eight seven and two. His his season averages are, are thirteen and a half, nine rebounds, and over two and a half assists on fifty five percent shooting in the field. So, I mean, it's like at some times we knew that he's not exactly battling Joel and B down there. It's not, it's the, the, the guy is not even on the radar, whoever the hell it was. But what I'm saying is, regardless of whatever the case was, they weren't running any plays for Valachunas. I didn't, I, I, I didn't, plays. whatever he got is because there were, there were guys that passed him the ball underneath there and he hustling and cleaning up and did whatever he needed to do under there. That's what I seen. My point is, Willie Green, and, and I know Jay Black and the rest of the family said, Q, you know, Willie Green is not going to prioritize Valachunas, even though Zion's not playing tonight, and Valachunas should have been one of the three options tonight, if not the second option when he Hawkins was gone. They just was riding a hot hand. But still in all, Valachunas is, is a steady player for us that can get us points. And we just, it just amazes me, like in some of these games, and sometimes you won't use them like that all the time, but in some games like this, when we plan a guy that ain't, don't even register, we need to take advantage of that, man. We really do. On top of the foul shots and all this kind of old madness, but getting him going takes a lot of pressure off everybody. It's, it's pretty it much. So, but yeah, I agree. So we, the Pelicans are not known to be a, 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 a three-point shooting team. We really experiencing something really extraordinary right now with Jordan Hawkins. We really is. Trey Murphy, we know what we got with Trey. We, Jordan Hawkins is something phenomenal. Matt Ryan was something that came in and gave us up. So this is, if you go back and think, even to the recent past family, we've been saying, man, the Pelicans need three-point shooting for years now. We finally got a collection of players that are shooting, that are shooting the ball. And then, of course, the maturation of Herb Jones. He's hitting his three-pointers more. Dyson, before this game, was sh- actually shooting pretty decently as well. But like I said, when those three-point shots ain't falling, we need to figure another way to get that ball in the hoop, man, to keep this shit going. Like, pardon my French. So, uh, yeah, I- I'll throw it back to you guys. Um, uh, what? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This, this team, we needed, we needed CJ, Trey, Matt Ryan. We needed our shooters tonight. Jayhawk. Uh, against this team, well, well, I actually we don't need we ain't need that. We just needed the coach better because we was up ten. I, I I don't know. That, I, I could say we need these guys. We need this guy. We it was just coaching. I I, yeah, I ain't gonna make it none more. Just, it was just coaching. And, and let me say this, like because I know when uh, on that five game losing streak, you know we hear all the time. Well, we don't have our team back. We don't have our team back. Man, we just beat the Mavs, the Nuggets, okay, the Kings back-to-back, okay? We beat some good teams in the top five in the West without having all of our players. We've shown that we can, you know, beat good teams, very good teams, without having all the players. That comes down to coaching. It it, it really does. I mean, because we've shown it. We we. I'm not saying that. I, obviously, we want our guys back. That'll make make the team that much more dangerous. But we did not. Like a game like this, a game like against uh, the T Wolves, we didn't lose those games because we didn't have specific players. I mean, we lost this game by how much? Five. Five. One oh five though on one hundred. What was the lead going going into the fourth quarter? We was up eight. We were supposed to be up ten, but we was up eight. And most of the game was a double digit lead. You know? Yeah. Um I, I think uh it, it was the same thing even with the T Wolves in that game. And we ended up losing it. Oh like we something. was we was we was up double digits against Clippers. We won by ten, but that was close a game. We was up by twenty one against the 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 Kings. We only won by five. We was up. We was up on the T Wolves, um, and we lost by one. I forgot how much we was up by. We was up on the Denver Nuggets. I'm just telling you. I'm just. I'm just pointing out things that that's obvious. That's good because it's coming down to coaching. That's what I'm saying. That's what it's coming down to. Like, I I don't think it's – you have to be able 
to put your guys in the in the, in situations to succeed, and that's everybody to maximize their strengths. And I've been I've been saying that for a long time, but it, it's um, you know, I, I think we 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 can all agree that man, as far as winning, like like as far as with the playoffs and things like that, man, with Willie at, at, at the helm, it's it's really gonna be hard. It's really going to be hard because in the playoffs, there's one thing, there's one thing that everybody always talks about in the playoffs, the ability to make adjustments. That's the number one thing. Facts. facts. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, that's the number one thing that he's failing at. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I didn't even, and I didn't even, let me, Go ahead, DC. Go ahead. We got another uh, person chiming in. Don, Don, is are you here? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All man, right, I, you got. Man, I did not. Uh, first of all, uh, good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, what's hey, up with what you? What up, family? Man, I ain't even. I I was watching the game in the beginning, but I was doing something else. But I didn't even finish watching the game. But I was just like, okay, I hope we can put it out. But then I'm like, ah, Zion cover up so many hoes with his team. He does. <laughs> uh, he does. And, and I, because man, like, like I don't know, I don't, I don't know how we lost the game because I didn't really see the end. I didn't see anything. So, like, but like, yes, I'm hearing coaching, which we always, always talk about. The, 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 the Willie Green's lack of adjustment or lack to a like Lex always say like a the, the, the throwback punches, man. The, you know, the other team adjust. What are you gonna do? You know what I'm saying? How are you gonna bounce back from that? How are you gonna adjust to that? You know what I'm saying? So that we can have a, a chance to keep succeeding in the game. And man, it's I don't know. What, 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 I'm actually. What was the main thing? Well, how did we lose today? What, what, what's going on? Uh, well, one one of the main thing everybody's saying is free throws. Free throws first and foremost. Second is open threes. They got at least four open threes in the fourth quarter without no contest, without nobody around, wide open threes. And that's attention to detail. Um, we couldn't score in the fourth quarter as much as they could score. They outscored us probably by like eight to ten points in the fourth quarter. Uh, Jay Black, that was more like uh... – uh, what was it? Uh, fourteen points, brother. Oh, fourteen. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Bro, it was thirty. They saw. They. I was. That was the last stat I looked at because I was so appalled by some of these other stats. That the fourth quarter score was thirty-seven to twenty-three. Their way, thirty-seven to twenty-three. Yeah, man. That's why Matt Zion's so important, man. He come up. He 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 makes things happen when when things get out of control. He get it back. He, he keeps it balanced, man. Because when he's not there, man, we don't have nobody that can just willingly make it happen. You know what I'm saying? And he, he's the one giving everybody open tackles. Like y'all said, they was missing open. Were they getting open looks today? Wide open looks. No, they was, they was getting open looks. They were just missing them. They were missing think, some. They made a couple, but um, they missed more than they, they made. The game plan was trash. Jordan. Jordan had 20 at the half. What did he finish with? Oh. Uh, 25. I don't know. He finished with uh, 25. 
Well, I think when he got hot, uh, you know, what's his name took him out. Willie Green. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he did. <laughs> That's the only person who has the authority to take him out. <laughs> B.I. too. B.I. was cooking. Yeah. You take him out. He coaching like it's the priest. He coaching like it's the priest. Season. All right, we seen enough of him. Let me let me get another. Let me get a look at another guy. No, nah, whenever somebody's he take him out. Yeah. That, that is normal. He, he, he puts the fire extinguisher on him. Not the other team. He does it. Which which I say the coaches say, man, we love Willie Green. <laughs> yeah, they love playing against Willie. <laughs> yeah, that's what a. Hey. Uh, like I said, uh, what is his name? Uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd gave some high praise to James Borrego. Like on that second back of, back to back of uh, that Dallas game, he said, man, when he when he saw the Borrego was coaching, he knew that the, his team was in trouble. Let me, let me, let me ask a lot you, of high praise. Let me That's ask what a question. Antonio Daniel said. If 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 Willie Green was coaching that game, do we win 131 to 110? No. Because no. you you, you just said no. you just said uh all the games that where uh the Pills held uh, had leads. Double yeah, digit lead. You talking about the, you talking about yeah, double digit leads. Mavericks, right? Yeah. Yeah, give the Mavericks. Oh hell no. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. actually kept that lead because we beat them by thirty. That's 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 why. Um, yeah, we was up by thirty-one in the fourth, and then it got close to a twenty-one point game. I think. I mean, that's still good. Still I mean, not they close. Did... Still not. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, we we just took our foot off the gas, but we was right. beating them by thirty-one. Well, you know, uh, guys. You know, garbage. The uh, garbage. Garbage bags, time. They came yeah. in. So I mean, matter of fact, I'm I'm looking at the the losses. Let's look. I'm a oh, shit. I ain't wanted. To, I, I'm gonna go through a little bit of these losses. I uh, Golden State probably we probably would have lost to them regardless the way that was. Uh, Atlanta Hawks. I don't think we would have lost to them with James Borrego. I'm just going through well, Nuggets. Remember, remember, we struggle against shit. Fifty guards, though. That's 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 what Willie Green as the coach. Does that change with Barrick? That's not, that would it, be like it, it changed. It changed because we played. We played against Dallas. Dallas got two shifty guards. Actually, two of the best guards, Kyrie and Luca. Yeah. All right, Jay Black. Kyrie. Yeah. Go ahead, go down the list, bro. I want to hear what you got to say on that. On what you so. Think. Against against Atlanta, I don't think we lose or we don't lose by eighteen. We lost by eighteen. Uh, we played the Dallas, the uh, the Denver Nuggets the first time. We lost by eighteen again. Um, I don't think we lose by eighteen, or I don't think we even lose that game. The Minnesota Timberwolves beat us by nineteen. God damn, we we lost by 18, 18, 19? Damn, I ain't even realize we lost like that. Holy green, but let's keep going down the line. Let's keep going down the line. Um, then we lost to the Houston Rockets. We was up most of that game. We was up against the Timberwolves. We was up against the Nuggets and we all, and we was up against Atlanta and we all, we got smoked by all of them. They beat us by double digits, except for the Rockets. The Rockets, we lost by, by three points. 
in that game, we shouldn't have lost. Mm -hmm. and, and most people agree that we shouldn't have lost that game. We lost it in the fourth quarter. Then we got blew out by the Mavericks. We got blew out. Well, we got beat by 12. Then Willie Green gets the sickness. Mm -hmm. He goes, he didn't play that. He wasn't <laughs> coaching that game. Got the sickness, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then we blew out the Mavericks. Now, since that adjustment that uh, James Borrego made, mm -hmm. he kept the same adjustment. He didn't make no more adjustments. He kept the same thing and kept it rolling. And he don't make the other adjustments against teams like this. Like, he wouldn't make an adjustment. James Borrego probably would have done something different. We don't even know what he would have did, but... I know it would have been better than what Willie Green did. I, I just know. I, just, I don't know. And and the proof is in a putting that we are always up. Then when you go after, after the Mavericks, we played the Nuggets again. We beat them by five. But we was up double digits. It got, we only won by five. We lost to the, the, the Timberwolves. We was up most of that game. We blew out the... the the Kings, the first game, that was an excellent. That was excellent coaching. I agree. That was an excellent coach by Willie Green. I, I give him credit for that one. But the second time, we was up double digits again. We was up double digits against the Clippers. And and these games get close because of I, I believe it's coaching. It, it it could be players too, a combination, or let's say you'll see a run. Like you'll see them hit two or three three pointers. Like um, who who hit two or three three pointers in a row? And I oh, remember it. Uh, the Kings, the Kings were high, the the backup power forward, um, uh, uh, Highlands or whatever his name was. What was his name? Uh, uh, huh? Trey Lyles. Trey Lyles hit three threes in a row because we was up by thirteen. And it was at the beginning of the fourth quarter. He hit three threes in a row. And Willie Green didn't call a timeout. They went on an 11-point 11, 11 run to cut it to two before um, Willie Green called the timeout. Usually when you get two threes in a row, you get your, you call a timeout, get your guys. Mom, right? Like, yo, y'all not paying attention to detail. Y'all not understanding who's on the court. Y'all probably listening to the crowd or whatever the case may be, you get them back right. He never gets them back right. He waits so long until we either up only two, we're tied, or we're down. There you go. Always. Thank Always you. consistent. Yep. That was well said, Jay Black. You went down the whole damn line, man, of the last yeah. 10 or 12 games. bro. Was beautiful. He pinpointed exactly what's going on with Willie Green. How the Pelicans' leads are just astronomical, and then they're withered down. That was well said. I hope people that paid attention to that, that was pretty good. Uh, let me throw this at the panel, man. We got about another 13 minutes before we got to climb out of here. But uh, Corey says, uh, do you guys feel the front office has seen the difference between each coaches? Uh, Lex, let me start with you on that one. I mean, I, I, think, they, I, I think they have. I mean, obviously – we know that there's going to be changes that are going to be made at the end of the season, purely from, you know, from a financial standpoint. 
So with those changes, they're looking at everything. They're looking at everything. They have to. And so, I mean, just just the fact that there is going to be a major change, we don't know what that change is going to be because I think they're looking at everything like, you know what, we're going to sit back and we're going to see how this plays out. I, I really do feel that way. We we know that, you know, Trey's going to be coming back. He's going to be due, up, due for an extension. We know what uh, B.I. is up for, uh, a new contract extension, uh, if they're going to keep him. Obviously, we um, right now there's there's three max players. JV's on the team. You know, there's a change is coming. You know what I'm saying? So it's all it's almost like you know they're sitting back and they're looking at you know everything, including Willie, because because um, shoot, I, I I said uh, I said earlier in the season, the the pressure is on, the pressure is on a, a lot of different areas with with this organization. And right now, everybody's trying, you know, basically just sitting back and just seeing how this this season plays out. Because at the end of the season, a change is coming. Uh, we don't know what it is. We don't know how big big it's going to be. But some something's about to change. So, you know, they 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 have to take in consideration with all with everything, the coaching, shoot, the medical staff, the players, who they're going to keep. I mean, so I wouldn't see see why they wouldn't be looking at all that. So it's hard not to it's hard not to notice it to be honest with you. But I mean, you, it it is hard not to notice, and I think they're taking more of an, a patient approach. I don't Willie's not very expensive, you know, and and I don't think Barrego would be very expensive as a head coach. What he did when Willie got sick, it just showed, you know. How it important was like night day. <laughs> I know, wasn't it? When it, <laughs> it was, it was, was like, like dog, was, how did you get them to do what you needed? And it was against the same team. Yeah, that's the, that was the hard part. And that me. that's the that's the kicker right there. The same team, like this is like two totally different teams. And what was that question you asked when I mentioned Jason Kidd saying what he said? You know, I'm talking about Big Q. Uh, yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying. When you said Jason Kidd said all that great stuff about Borrego, and I didn't ask you, and DC <laughs> thought I was being messy. He said, "Man, I'm stirring the pot," because I, I wanted to know what did he say about Willie Green, and, and you said, <laughs> "What did he say, Jay Black?" <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Not a damn, not a goddamn <laughs> thing. Oh man! I, matter of fact, I don't think nobody any does. anybody ever talked yeah, about does. Willie Green. Nope, nobody talks about his strategies, his intelligence of the game. Don't mind now, when, he first, when he don't first mind, got there, hold on, Lex. Do don't mind it? Give him praise. Okay. Oh, let me go back. <laughs> what, what did he say? I don't, like, I don't remember. As good as your last hit. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me remember. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, now. Somebody, okay, who knows? What is Detroit's record right now? What's going on with them? Yeah, so long now. Don't, don't, you don't okay. have to get first. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> hey. <laughs> 
Just a question was asked. Did anybody say anything about Willie Green? I said, yeah, Monty Williams. Monty Williams gives them all the love and respect in the world. I don't know if Curry says anything about it, but I know Monty Williams loves him. <laughs> go ahead, Lex. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. I mean, <laughs> my like he's he's uh, he's uh, um, a mirror image of that dude, man. He he really is. I mean, he's taking on his philosophies, but you know, hey, Willie Green was also under Steve Kerr. Do we hear Steve Kerr saying anything? No, I, I actually. I've not heard Steve. Well, he got hired. They were happy for Willie. That's what they were saying. He's a good yeah, guy. Yeah, that's it, though. That's it. <laughs> He's a good guy. Thank you. Nobody I'm has happy for on his coaching, his philosophies, his, a good guy. his intelligence of, of the game, his exes and O's. Nobody has said nothing about that. Yeah, I and that's keep the point. They're like, oh, he's a great guy. He's, he's, he, great he's, guy. he's a good guy. You know, he's he's uh he's on this he's, uh, he's a good he's human being. He's a good about, human being. You know? He's a good he's human all about being. Family and faith and and I don't have nothing against those things, but I'm like, dude, at the end of the day, you still got a <laughs> job to do and you are not doing it. He's a great human being. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> But I got to give Willie credit, man. Willie is the uh, inventor of the love doctrine, as Lexa loves that so we much. We need tough love, big Q. We have to get out of that love. But I will give him credit for One getting game. good coaches, getting good coaches around him. Um, he has a lot of real good coaches around him, but do he use them? I don't know. No, nope. I don't know. He wants to be. He nope. wants to be in charge of everything, and it's like it, you just start. You just see that he he's not really delegating. He's not doing that because he wants to do the play con. Like you see how Borrego stepped in, and and he did his thing. Why? Because he's the originator of that offense. That's his offense. Right. What do we call the offense? We call it the. Borrego offense. You know what I'm saying? Not the Willie Green offense. You know what I'm saying? Even with the defense, you know, you got Collins over there. He he he's uh yeah. he's a de uh, def uh defensive coach. Yeah, Jaron Collins. Collins yeah. or Jerry Collins, yeah. Twin. Right. Well, can Willie learn this stuff? That, that that's the whole thing. He's in his third season right here. The team is or last season, yeah, he, he can Willie though. I, nope. I, he can yeah. Willie. I don't think so. But He's that's too old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hold on, Lex. So you're saying he can't do it because he's too stubborn? You, you yeah, don't he, he's, he's, he is in his own way. I just want to get this on tape right now. <laughs> you're saying in the love doctrine. I just want to, I just want to hear it <laughs> to me that Willie Green cannot, that he cannot adjust and get better as a coach, even though there's compassion, there's joy. <laughs> oh, big Q. You know what I'm big saying? Like, I see what you're doing. You know, even last, though the, the, I'm talking the, truth, I'm God serious. loves him. And, and you know what I'm saying? And <laughs> he's a family guy, you know. He's, you me, you he's cannot a righteous man. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. Lex, you can't I see get what you're doing. Hey. And he got it on the wall now. See, he got joy <laughs> and compassion. Isn't it compassion? There you what go. is the job description for being a head coach in the NBA? Now, now this Love is the thing. Want, what, what, because I let me tell you something. The wall, Look, the he made Udoka. He, he, he ain't Dumb, the compassion of the you know, righteous man, but he coaching. You know what I'm saying? He He's coaching, man. So I, just <laughs> what are we looking for? Is it, um, we looking for identity. Um, Willie Green don't have an identity with the team. James Borrego has an identity. Uh, the other coach you just named, um, from Houston, he has an identity. Udoka, Udoka. Yeah. He, he made Udoka. He has an identity. Willie Green don't have an identity. He changed. He's not very good on attention to details. In my opinion, he he has some good details, but I don't think that's coming from him. I think he's coming from the other coaches, um, and I think he just needs to step back, man. I, um, or or um, we'll find out. Matter of fact, Big Q, you always say that we're better than a lot of these teams. Yes, sir, in I the, do. In a three in a three years. We blown the most leads I ever, ever seen with any coach. We've been better than a lot of these teams. Yeah, but you consistently it. say, "Oh, are there free throws, or is um ten man rotation five for five rebounding?" It's always details that he messes up on. Always and, and and you could go in there and coach the attention to details better than he is because it seemed like he's not. That's just wow. it. Is that you, Lex? Is that you? Yes, that is. <laughs> so you were supposed to applaud yourself. That was a compliment, man. Well, I, I don't think it is, you see, because uh, I, I, 
I <laughs> <laughs> see a damn fool sitting up here night after night telling them the same thing over and same over. Same thing over and over. <laughs> oh, goodness. It's, 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 a, it's, fun, it's to me, J Black, Lex, Slim, everybody, Don. This is the, the fam listening. We all know because we've seen enough of it. Some of us have played the game. We understand we had really good students of the game that taught the basics, the fundamentals. And that's what I'm preaching. It's not difficult. It's like free throw shooting, Jay Black. 61% tonight, you missed seven Terrible. foul shots, that, and you lost by five. Yes. They gave you more attempts. And I keep emphasizing that's like because good teams, the majority of the time, they take advantage of that. We don't, and that's something I've, and you're right, over the last, I don't know how many years, I sit up here and I talk about foul shots and I harp on it because mm-hmm. I, you're not going to win all these games shooting them out of the gym. And you, no. you, y'all, you and Lex really pinpointed it. The Pelicans right now are not, a, not known for a knock-you-out downtown three-point shooting team. That's something relatively new to us this year because of the, the emergence, of real quick emergence of, no, I don't think anybody anticipated Jordan Clark. I mean, Jordan Hawkins firing and doing what he's doing so early on, like what's going on right now. I don't think anybody anticipated that. Lord I thought we needed to, right? You know, I didn't. I didn't see that happening this fast. I thought it'll take a little time, and maybe by January you start seeing here or there. But this guy is taking off right off the luncheon pad, and he's playing defense. He's found his stroke. He's playing with confidence. Shots that he was taking like that with that 18, 19 footer that he pulled up on a lean and hit and knocked down. I was like, bro, that, that's, that's, that guy's in his bag. When he pulled, did y'all remember that shot? He pulled up mm-hmm. got yeah. on a lean and took that 18, 19 footer and it and drained it. That big shot. I was like, man, that, yeah, it, that looked, that looked very Ray Allen esque. Right. And I was like, man, this this not only is he, his offensive game, he gave the Pelicans twenty some odd points tonight. Without his production, the Pelicans, you know, they 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 blown out in this game. But you know, but that that's what I was saying about them. But then Matt Ryan, his shooting, how we got him, and then all this other the Trey Trey's not there. We haven't seen Trey yet. So, man, this is relatively new to us, and I don't anticipate us beating teams by just out three balling them. So I'm thinking defense and paying attention to de- details, keeping our turnovers down, and which the Pelicans did tonight. They only had 30, 13 turnovers versus 25 turnovers by adversaries. But it's just insane. So, you know, I appreciate the compliment, bro. But it's just like you're right about Willie Green right now, that Willie Green is is not getting the fundamentals to stick, and it took another guy because his offense, I remember what his offense looked like last year. And getting Borrego in here to create all the movement that we're seeing, which is a lot more alive. You can see that they are actually responding to that. You're absolutely right, sir. They have created an identity. They love that style of play, that movement, and guys moving the ball around. We had 30 assists tonight again. Yeah. I mean, they're moving and circulating the ball, but you're right when it comes down to the, the fundamental aspects of it. And Willie Green's taking so long. Get involved in the game by stopping it. You're right, bro. And I don't. Why is that in my mindset? I, I don't see why Willie Green is waiting so long. Is he's trying to? If does he believe that his team will figure it out? Is that what's going on? Well, he's taking so long to implement timeouts to make these adjustments when the team is starting. To, the opposite team is picking up momentum. Why doesn't he 
Why did he make the call? I know he sees it happening. Is it the fact that he's being more being patient to see if his team can figure a way out of it without him using the timeout? Is that what's going on here? I'm trying to make sense of why he's doing this. <laughs> just he's just speaking. He, he, he's not he he feels like what he's doing is going to work. And he doesn't go away from it. I mean, it takes him a long way. It, it you, it, it, it would have to get really, really. It's good. It would have to get go from bad to worse in order for him to change. And then by the time he changes it, it's too late. Timing is everything. Timing is everything. Fact. You know what I'm saying? Like the the moment the the time that you uh, uh make a timeout. That's everything. Why do you think? Why do you think if if um. Uh, like I've seen Popovich do this a couple of times, and I know he's a great coach, but like, look, the game just starts, and a team, the opponent team will make two two baskets in a row. Popovich will call a timeout. He's done it. Yeah. Like, mm, right, no, right. I, I'm not, I'm seeing something that I don't like. The game literally just started. And he's done stuff like that. Because he understands timing is everything, man. I don't want this to run away uh, against this team. Mm-mm, no, I'm not liking something. Anytime, anytime, like something does, is not looking good, the spacing is bad, guys aren't in the right spot, or oh, the coach he he um he started the game game out doing something different than what he usually does. That is the time for you to call a timeout. Stop being traditional and break routine. Do it. Do things unconventional. That's what this thing is about. You don't always have to go by the book. Oh, well, it's not time to make a timeout because we need to let a little like five minutes go by or, you know, and, and get them playing. No, if your guys are in the wrong spots, if they didn't come out with the right energy, if they're not in the right spots, help your team out and call the timeout and get your guys together, get them focused, get them where they need to be at. Because the thing is, mm. you, you, you're, you're going, it's an uphill battle if you're, if, if the timing is not right. You're making it harder uh, to, for them to dig out of the hole. And you don't want to dig a hole in the first place. You know, I mean, you just, it, it, it's that timing, man. It's the timing. You can't be delayed. You have to be like, you know, hey, all right, look, we we, we need to stop. We, we, we need to do something different. This is not working. But he doesn't act on that. He's just like, no, we're going we gonna to do this and it's going to work. And I know it's gonna work, and it's like, yeah, it's gonna work against you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's what it's gonna do. You know. We need to. I think Willie Green is a front runner. We need to put you on the sideline, Queen Alexa. We need you on the sideline. You spitting dad right now. You spitting dad right now. Yeah. I think Willie Green is a front runner. Um, when everything's going good. He's a good coach, but once um, adversity comes along to make the end game adjustments, make the hard decisions, make the hard substitutions, uh, he, 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 he folds up or, or he just does things that's his same way, I would say, or something that's typical of him. Um. Looking back at a lot of these games, man, I I went through the timeline, man. We'd be up twenty or up 
10 or we have double digits on good teams and everything is good when it's going good. But once anything changes, they get a use uh, accustomed to our defense. They make an adjustment, hit two threes in a row. The momentum start going the other way. It, it seems like you start hearing them happy feet. You just start moving around. Like, I, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. I, it, it, and I like, would have never seen this if I wouldn't have seen James Borrego. If I wouldn't have never seen him at all, I wouldn't have been talking like that about Will and Green. I wouldn't, I would have been saying, oh, it was the players, because that's what I was saying before. I was saying, oh, the players need to. Nah, it's the coach. It's the coach. We've seen it in one game, and I'm going to keep harping on that one game. We blew out Dallas Mavericks, and if we played them again, we'd fuck around and lose <laughs> with all our players. That's how it goes, man. I just, it, it, I, that's the, I'm just losing confidence in him now, more and more. Now, I, I, now I want to know, do do he, he do he be arguing with the players on the sideline? Because I'll be hearing other Pelicans podcasts, a lot of different podcasts, they be saying that he be arguing with some of the players on on. He be he be yelling at them, telling them what to do and stuff. I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, Never seen no. that. I don't. I've never seen it. cussing and oh, not cussing, but fussing at people. I've heard. I've seen him talk to people, and he's pointing his hands, like telling them where he wants them to go and stuff like that. But I've never seen him like actually fuss or you know oh. that. Just not what I've ever seen from. I see him instruct players in a very you know uh, calm, well not calm demeanor, but you know Willie doesn't really get out mm-hmm. of character. Always under control because yeah, he has that doctrine of love. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because if it was tough love, it would have been like, like dog, I got a, I got a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like a sibling rivalry or something. You know, that's that tough love. But okay, I just wanted to ask that question. I ain't because I, I never seen that either. But when I'm I'm hearing other uh, Pelican podcasts, so I was I was I was hearing that. I was like, oh no, I I never seen that ever. But you know. I had to ask the question. Well, uh, I I will say, um, I think was it uh it was the um, Sunday after that first game against uh, the Dallas Mavericks. But um, okay. I think I think because uh, uh, Zion he came into his presser. Remember, he was breathing hard and and he was yeah. talking about some things, some very interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as you know, buying buying into what was going on and all that stuff, trying to buy in. That, yeah, yeah, that's right. That was actually because mm-hmm. uh, I think I think he had uh went in to talk to Willie. Uh, because I think um, Zion's been having problems as far as you know, the whole message of the offense was having Zion at the five, right? You know he. Mm. he not getting a lot of uh you know he doesn't get a lot of uh as far as you know point zion or anything yeah but i think that's been a problem because you know you have a six six guy you know i don't care what nobody says a six six guy down down low with some seven footers and you know when zion builds momentum that's when he's really at his best but i think i i think he's had um a problem with that just just listening to zion's pressers and things but it seemed like they kind of 
you know, made adjustments, especially in that Clippers game, because you saw down the stretch, you know, I don't know if you all noticed in that second half, they did make the adjustment and they they used point Zion down the stretch. But, yeah, but uh, they, they they Zion wasn't the center though. Or Larry Nance was on the court. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like I think I think Zion's had a problem just just based off his pressers, like you know, just things that he says. I mean, because obviously he's not gonna, you know, you don't want to, you know, tell everything that's going on. But I don't know. I, I I think he's had a problem with that as far as you know being in that five spot, especially for long stretches. But you talking about playing out of the post when they was passing the ball in the post and running the offense through the post. Instead of running yeah. the ball through uh, where he like it at the top of the key, yeah, because you know they 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 really don't usually they haven't been doing that a whole lot. I mean they no. I think they've been doing it slowly but surely, but they haven't been doing that a whole lot with him. Because that's not James Borrego offense. James Borrego, um, he running through the post and he runs a lot of different actions through it, uh, or he runs a lot of his. Um, his offense through the, either the point guard calling the plays or through the center. That's why he went and got Cody Zeller or somebody went and got Cody Zeller because you can see when Cody Zeller's on the court, when you give Cody Zeller the ball, he's not looking to score. He's looking like a dribble handoff or um, other people back cutting or circling around for a three-pointer. They run a multiple different actions through the center. Uh, so the center could direct it or the uh, the guard can. And they was sometimes they're running through the post. That's why they get post touches. Or if it ain't no action out of that, they'll let the uh, the post guy go one-on-one. They could do that with uh, Big V too, but I, obviously I don't know why they don't do it with Big V, but they just don't. I, I, I don't have no... They they do it with Zion, they do it with Bi, they just don't do it with Big V. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Which is not enough. With the person they should be doing it with. So I, that's 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 the whole point. What I was talking about feeding the feeding Valachunas. You got to get them involved. I mean, regardless of how the Willie feels about them, hell, you got Zion and Bi, and f- until CJ McCollum comes back, Valachunas is the third. It should be the third option. I know. Uh, people like in Hawkins right now, but really Valachunas right now is is the guy. I mean, he's a skilled big. He can score down there. He, he can pass out the you know he can do a lot of stuff for us. And we simply are severely underutilizing the man, which is a pain in the ass to me to see it night after night. Now a few games ago we seen him utilizing Valachunas, and we and I keep saying this, bro. When they get Valachunas going, bro, and they don't even have to be for the full game. But if you get him going early, he takes so much pressure off everybody. Like tonight, if you'd have got him going and got his average, they would have won this game. If they right. just the man going, dude. That's what I'm saying. If he's going to be out there getting them going, and we can't consistently do any of that. So um, defensively, JV, like when he's acclimated on the offensive end, he actually does play very pretty pretty solid on the defensive end because it's the energy. And when he feels like he's being utilized, I mean, that transfers, like, all around. You know, you see him getting deflections, going harder on, you know, getting rebounds and things. And we need that from him. 
we we need his activity. I mean, you can't teach height. You really can't. So, I mean, we really need him to, to you know, to apply himself. Uh, I think in another thing, just, I don't know, man. Just, um, Lex, Lex, let, just, me help. let me help. Let me help. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got a link that was sent here. Um, uh, directly from the Pelican's office. It's a song they sent for me to play on the Pelican Post Game Report right oh. now. And I just wanted to play this song, and it's going to clear up a lot of people <laughs> having distrust about Willie uh, Green and his contribution uh, to the Pelican faithful. So I just wanted to play this song for everybody, just a snippet of the song uh, that will totally epitomize the meaning of Willie's love doctrine. So if you guys don't mind, I'll play a little bit of this song. I'm going to bring James in here. I'll bring James in here. He's going to give his thoughts before we leave. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, here is uh, the song that epitomizes Willie Green's love doctrine. Like to hear it go. We'll always be in your All right, we having problems playing it, but uh, if, if I know, <laughs> <laughs> knows it's something. The picture about. says it all. Okay, <laughs> the picture says it all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is. Love will find a way. That it is. From Lionel Richie to New okay. York. Play, play Michael oh, Jackson's movies. <laughs> play that one. Love will find a way. So there it is. It, you know, Alexa, it kind of goes against the love doctrine with Coach Willie, but love will find <laughs> Brother James, welcome on into this Love Field podcast. Willie Green. <laughs> welcome on in. Let's hear what you got to say, my brother. Yeah, man. I, uh, how y'all doing today? Good, bro. How you doing? We good, family. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was good. I, uh, I was sitting there. I, had just, I just came in. I had heard, like, it was behind, but it was talking about how, like, you know, no one said anything good about uh with the X and O's and oh like, that's not that's not necessarily true. Uh I will say Draymond has spoken out tremendously about like the way the Pelicans play defense and that is pretty much his that's his step, right? So offensively like he he's gonna struggle because that's just not what he is. That's the reason why they brought in James Borrego. So the thing that I saw tonight felt like um uh, I felt like sometimes, like, you saw some of the guards try to do a little bit too much, even though you could see with it, like, telling them, like, get a ball to Jonas. Like, you, uh, like, how many times did I see, uh, Dyson either throw the ball too low? Cause you can hear AD say it, like, bro, he's seven feet. Like, you can't throw it at his feet. Like, you have to give it to him in his pocket so he can score. Uh, Jose dribbled way too much tonight. Um, and you saw a lot of times where like the ball stuck. It just it just was not what they had been doing the last six games or so. So it's unfortunate. Like I'm not panicking. Like I'm not tripping on the night. Unfortunately, we just have to lose we lose to the dad. I hate fucking losing to the dad. But it's one of the things where this one of the games out of the last six or seven that you kinda you kinda need to see where it's like, look. This is what we've been doing for the last six games. Y'all took the one game and didn't do it. Get your shit back together. Like, it's time to reassess. It's time to, like, lock back in and do what the fuck we were supposed to be doing, despite the fact we was on the back-to-back, despite the fact that we was down Zion and post shooters. Like, we still should have won this game. Still, like, we was at what? We, as bad as we played, we were up by 11 in the third quarter, I mean, after the third quarter. Like, that was the crazy thing. With Brandon Ingram playing well and playing well on both sides of the ball. So the game still should have been won, but, you know, what? that's what happened when you play bad teams and you let them stick, stick around instead of putting them to sleep early. You lied in the bill confidence. And then you have a dude, you know, I can't think of his name. It's something George, what the his name is, the rookie for Jazz. He's been playing lights out this year, just like George Hawkins has been. Then you have Colin Sexton, who don't shoot at all, decided to hit, <laughs> what was it, three threes or something like that in the fourth quarter, something crazy. Yeah, so, so that, that's, that's, what, that's what happened. So the thing is, is that so far they've shown to respond after having a game like this this year. So my expectation is, is that Monday – they gonna probably come and now fortunately Lord Marketing and probably uh the other dude come back too. But either either then, you should come out and beat the shit out of them. Because like even Lord Lord can kinda of give Zion the struggle, you know, with the link, they don't have anybody in guard Brandon Ingram. Like we saw that tonight when he had nobody else helping him other than Jordan Hawk. 
Like he still was able to get to where he was gonna get to. And sometimes too, like one thing I saw today was a lot of bunnies that we a lot of easy baskets that we would usually get just kept rolling out. Like it started early. Like I was like, shit, bro. Like it's point blank shots that just rolling out. It ain't our database. I kind of figured like after after the way we started down eleven or two, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen today. I kind of feel it. <laughs> like this, it's always happening against this punk ass team. But uh, <laughs> hopefully they get together Monday. And then if you look at the rest of the schedule the, the next week, it lightens up and we should be able to go on a run if if we do what we're supposed to do. Uh, hopefully, unfortunately, there is another back to back coming up. So we already know what that means. Uh... <laughs> Zion probably, Zion probably going to play that one either. But hopefully, that's also on our own. Games on so home thing, and everybody's mm-hmm. saying that Trey looking good, and and we waiting to see what happened with CJ. So there's a chance that they could come back for like I'm just playing, praying that they come back at some point. But yeah, like I, I can't stress over this game, bro. After we've seen them play, what four of the top five teams in the West in the last seven games and beat them, like. Only game they lost really that they probably shouldn't shouldn't have was the Wolves, and even then you still had like a good shot at the end of by winning that game. So I'm I'm really not fretting over this one game. Now I'm um, seeing how they've been putting putting good stuff on the. Good, so good we we, we was double, we were talking about that earlier. We was up double digits in most of the games. What do you attribute us still having these close games to? I just think it's just them still – I mean, they still have to find a way to win. Like, yeah, we was up double digits most of these games, but these games are always – all. it's the NBA. It's a, really a game run. You can be up by double digits, and it goes away so quickly. Like, we seen most – who was that the other night? The fucking Miami Heat was up by against New York with, like, three Knicks. minutes left. Yeah, with, like, two minutes left and was up, like, 13. And, like, I literally about to go to – you know, I'm like, okay, let me switch over to the Pelican game. But then I turned back and they fucking lost, you know. And the the good thing is is that outside of the Wolves game, and I guess you count this game too, they closed them out for the most part. Like, yes, we played the Clippers. And and I know they're 6-8 or whatever they is now. They do have four Hall of Famers on them over. Like, they do. And then you look at – we played against uh, the Kings. The Kings, like again, they they are a high paced team. Like look what they did to the Timberwolves the other night. They they smacked the shit out of them, and that's the number one defense in the league, right? And so then you think about Dallas. We I don't think we was ever up in the first game, and then we stomped them out in the second game, and then what was the know, major difference between the first game and the second game? They uh. That's when they had the meet and they switched it's like y'all got to pass the fucking ball. Like you can't stick the shit that happened tonight was that we we didn't get stuck like trying to do the whole like you know ISO seven dribbles trying to create an offense. It was Zion drive in, kick it out, Brandon drive and kick it out until somebody got open. Like it's about like one of the reasons why we was able to beat the Clippers the other night was because the Clippers is a lot of ISO ball. As good as they are. It allows you to kind of defend them easily because as long as you can have, 
if you got a Herb Jones, you got the Dyson Daniels, you got Link, you can disrupt them and you can win their game. Whereas on the other end, they struggle kind of defending us because we consistently move them. Like the same thing with against the uh, Kings. Like we consistently moved and got stuff going on, and every now and then we get bogged up. But I think that's just more of like as we continue to keep doing this and keep playing, they're getting better. Like they're getting, they're making better decisions. And not only that, remember earlier the compared to earlier the season where we would get close to the game and then all of a sudden we was choking away at the end, right? Like yeah, kind of like tonight. But when we had broke Zion and Brandon Ingram, they closed out. They did what they were supposed to do, playing the way they were supposed to do, and closed the game down. And so, yeah, we you can point to, you know, us having an eleven point lead versus the Timberwolves. But guess what? That's also on the back to back. That's also without Zion, and they fully helped the and that's the number one team in the West. And what? Like, it is what it is. Like, it's, it's one of the things, like, you could be mad. You could feel like, yeah, we could have won. It's going to be a lot of games like this where we're going to feel like we should have won that game. But the thing that I can't – the reason why I'm not fretting about this, like, if it was two weeks ago and we was doing the same shit we was doing, playing the same way we was playing, then I'm like, yeah, nigga, we need to figure some shit out. But because of how they're producing their offense, I mean, how they're producing their offense, how – they're also their defense is still stayed. Like, think about this. They held the Utah Jazz to six to seven, uh, like off of a six to seven offensive rating in the half court state. Like they couldn't get shit unless it was a fast break. That's literally the only way they killed us today. Well, because of them turnovers that we had. Them few, like and we had what eleven turnovers tonight? Thirteen. Like we had 11. Thirteen. Well thirteen. Thirteen eleven. That's thirteen. That is that is a good number. Cause we had thirty, I think it was like thirty assists almost. Tonight. So we were still passing the ball to a certain degree. It's just, it was them bad turnovers that we had. They had 17, I think it was, 17 or 18. Cause they, no, they had 17. No, they had like we had 31 20. assists, 15 steals, four blocks, 13 turnovers. <laughs> and think about it. Those, you see that? So my thing is like the only way they was able to score was because I want to say they, they, uh, the scoring on, on uh, turnovers were higher too, wasn't it? Like they had what twenty six. Look at that, twenty six points off fast. That's that's the game right there. That's the game. What, what about the free throws? I don't know what's up with our free throws. I ain't gonna play with you. I, I I have no answer with that. Like I can like Zion, I can probably explain because he got his thumb issue or whatever. But the rest of them, I have no clue. JV usually a good free throw shooter. Brandon Ingram. Even though he's an eighty percent free throw shooter, it seems like he always missed one that you like really like. It's like okay, we go, we we need we up we up by five, we need to go up by seven. He missed one. I'm like, nigga, come on, get together. I really don't know what's up with free throws. I don't. Uh, Doctor Daniels ain't never been good at free throws. Herb Jones is better at free throws. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's hard, to, it's hard to explain with this thing. Because last year, we was a real good free throw shooting thing. That's even with Zion. Like, we was, what, eight, almost 80% free throw shooting last year? And that was with uh, C.J. McCullough struggling, but also we missing the nigga that's shooting ninety percent from free throw, free throw too, and Trey Murphy <laughs> like that. Maybe maybe he was tearing us there. I don't know. Um, but that's another thing though. Like a lot of these things are coming down to stuff that is fixable, right? Like, and that's even on top of the stuff we've already kind of somewhat fixed. Is that they are moving the ball. And some of it could just be in the fact that we got we had guys tonight. That's a situation where maybe you shouldn't be in. Like Jose in that what was it about uh, in the end of the third uh, Jose at the end of the third quarter. Yeah, he got uh, his shot blocked. Yeah, and he went out. Not only just that, but not only just that, but he went too early. The man the man went with like nine uh, nine seconds like left seconds on the clock. Yeah, yeah nine seconds on the clock, What's which so allowed cool? them. Right, which allowed them to score on the other end again, another fast break point. So if so, you know, who, do you do you blame Jose or do you blame the coach? I can't really blame. It's hard to blame either one of them. Honestly, I just Jose. Think, you got to blame Jose. I mean, I'm a, I don't get on Jose, but again, that's one of those situations. It's a it's a learning. Like I want I want to say blame, but like it's a learning situation. Like Jose, oh, just a learning. Yeah, like, hey, bro, you got the, you got, cause you can hear, like, again, you can hear Willie at one point yelling at Jose, boo the fucking ball. He ain't say fucking, but you know, he's just freaking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said it. <laughs> like, he said, move the ball. He was like, move, he, you can hear him yelling, move the ball, move the ball. <laughs> and I think it's one of those situations where it's like, Maybe Jose, because he just came back, hasn't gotten used to that yet. Like, to the fact that he can't pound the rock. Because think about it. Everybody else, to a certain extent, was still moving the ball. Herb was still moving the ball whenever he came in the game. B.I., he didn't really, as much as we used to get on him by pound the rock, he still didn't pound the rock today. Like, he still he still did. Now, I will say this. I believe that it should be on him today to give JV the shots because I saw too many times where because as much as we want to say uh Willett is not trying to utilize JV, I don't think that's true in the last couple of games because he has been very active and they've gotten him plenty of shots. This game it seemed like they tried and then you had Dyson Daniel try to get him the ball and he did a lazy pass and then Walker Walker Tesla was able to break up the pass and get still. Like I saw way too many times where it was like not good pass, good entry passes, or they were scared to pass over the length or whatever it was. Like how many times I saw Jose 
over the top where like you had JB Penn had to do Penn. You see Willie tell him, give him the ball, and he decided to pass it over to somebody else. And then he got to fight again to try to get position. I just I just think the night was just a bad night. It was just one of the situations where the perfect scenario happened where a bad team beat us. Now so do we do, go ahead. Do do we supposed to be nine and eight at at the end of seventeen games? Do you believe that's our record? We should be nine and eight. If I, if I'm being honest with you, I kind of had us worse off at the start of the season this year because I because I felt and this didn't mean like they were gonna be bad. I just thought that one, it was gonna take time for them to uh, get that system, like to get to really get the system going. Because we saw again, we saw this last year. They was I went back and I looked. We was nine and seven at the same time last year. Like so, it takes them a minute to get involved. Plus, you got you got to think about waiting for Zion to get in the conditioning. Then you got to think about the the time the time that is missing. We had the second hardest schedule throughout the season, or maybe the first hardest. I can't remember. But top two, I know. We had the top two hardest schedule throughout the season. You already was missing time from Trey. Missing time now. You got the CJ situation. Brandon Ingram missed three games. I am missing the back to back, and you're nine and eight. Like, and it seems like you you figured something out at some who, point. Who who figured something out? Willie Green. Well, they finally. Well, I would say I would. I mean, as much as we want to kill Willie Green, they finally bought into the shit he's been preaching all fucking year. Like, it's, it's not a situation, though, like, I don't believe Willie Green is not telling these people to do these things. Because if you heard, I don't know if y'all listen to the C.J. McCullough podcast, but when they got their ass whooped against the Mavericks, C.J. was like, what the fuck are we doing? Because we think about it, C.J. was the only nigga that was playing like he was supposed to, like was doing the things that he was supposed to before he got hurt. So he sat there and said that he they, he called Larry, like, yo, bro, what are we doing? Larry said, don't worry about it, I'm on it. They called the team meeting, and they pretty much had to come to Jesus, like, look, bro, like, we know how we're supposed to play. Y'all, and, and, and you kind of heard to a certain degree about, like, you heard it from Jose a little bit. You heard it from, like, everybody else around them. Like, the the other players, 3 through 13, had figured it out. They know what they need to do. The only motherfuckers that seemed like they weren't buying in was Zion and Brandon Eagle. Them was the motherfuckers that needed to get the shit together. And they finally got together. And once they got together, everything else started flowing. That's literally all it comes down to is your two main guys need to figure shit out. And so guess what you see? You see Brian, Brent, Zion and Brandon Ingram staying at the practice doing the uh doing the uh two-man game practice. Then the next time you sit there and see Herb Jones involved two-man practice, you see Willie Green and, and JV and all them, the extra coaches sitting there running through the two-man game practice. But guess what? That two-man game stuff that they worked on is the shit that ended up winning us the game. What was the play that ended up having us seal the game against the team? It was the fucking two-man game where they passing it, uh, B.I. passing Zion, Zion did a dribble handoff, he drive right back to the motherfucking basket. The game when we played against uh, the Denver Nuggets, it was a two-man game that ended up sitting there closing this shit out where you always had Brandon Ingram one, one pass away from Zion when you allowed him to go right driving into the, into the basket. It's it's working, and the more you, they're doing it, the more they're doing it, the better they're getting at it. You see it like remember one thing that everybody kept saying we missed when we lost Lonzo Ball was the uh, look ahead, the uh, 
the alley oops to Zion and stuff like that, and one of them seemed like nobody could really connect with it. What yeah. have we seen the uptick with since they did that? Brandon Ingram throwing lobs to Zion. So like, you 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 said the Kings. Um, yeah. When when I'm looking back at that second Kings game, we got outscored thirty three to twenty four in the fourth quarter. We okay. was up. We was up big time against them. We was up big time against all of them. I don't know if you heard that part. We was up big time against most of these teams. Most of these yeah. teams, and mm-hmm. they always come back. Okay. They always make it close. Okay. The one game, oh, well, it's two games, actually. Two games. The Dallas Mavericks in the first team game, we stumped them out the whole game. The Dallas Mavericks game, but Willie Green wasn't coaching there. But he coached the next game with Denver, where we beat them. And then he but, coached the game with the Kings, which we blew them out, handled it all the way through. Oh, oh, oh. You, you said Willie Green came back and coached the, the Denver Nuggets. We was up. We was up at least 16 points, 16 to 18 points at halftime. Mm-hmm. And we only won by five. Are they not the NBA champions? Oh, uh, okay. Let's go to somebody else. So you said that oh, wait, you, we no, we no, was you, up we was up again. Oh wait, wait. You you just said they the NBA champions. Okay, they the NBA champions. We was up against Utah, ten points at the end of at the end of third quarter. We lost by five. Okay, are they the NBA champions? No, we was up ten. Oh, you said eleven. Even though we was only up eight at the end of. The fourth quarter. At the beginning of the fourth quarter, we was up eight. But let's say ten. Ten. We lost by five. That's a that's a minus fifteen. A minus fifteen in the fourth quarter. Is that because they was world champions? Because these are the Utah Jazz. I see. Okay. Well, we was we was up big against we was up against the Clippers. We was up big against Kings, we was we was up big against uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. We was up big against all these teams. This is telling me that we have a much better team than people are getting us credits for. It's something that's lacking in the coaching. I don't I don't want to say that's what it is because my thing is again you just skipped over the Kings game, which they blew out with him coaching from top to bottom in the very first game. And then this is also a good team that a lot of people said, guess what? If you're going to play the team on the second game, might come back. They're going to come back better than what they were before. We Everybody knew that. And they can't. And again, my thing is this, this is a game of runs. The Golden State Warriors the other night was up by 15 or 20 against the against the uh, San Antonio Spurs, who as much as they got Wimby Youngman and much as they cutting up, these niggas are on a 10-game losing streak. And guess what? They almost came back and won that bitch, and it was the they they went from there being down twenty with like five minutes left or some shit to being down by three and almost stealing the game. This is the NBA. It's going to be runs. You're going to go against teams that are going to come back. This this is a consistent thing across all the board. Like there are not there how many blowouts? There's not a consistent amount of blowouts that's going to happen in the NBA. It's just not. I don't care if it's a bad team. You just saw I forget who's uh the fucking um. Celtics <laughs> almost lost to the Memphis Grizzlies, who has lost that. They're terrible right now, and they're hurt. And you talking about a team that everybody considers probably the number one team in the NBA 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Struggle to beat the Memphis Grizzlies. <clears throat> like, this is what it's going to be in the league. Now, what I would like to be a consistent, hey, we start from the bottom, we up by 10, and we continue to go out to 10? Absolutely. But guess what? Unfortunately, these niggas get played a lot of money to play, and they're going to continue to compete. And the only thing that you can do is when a team decides to go on a run, is guess what? Now you got to go on a run on your own. Unfortunately, that didn't happen tonight. But in the other situations that you claim, that is bad coaching, they answered and they responded. In most of those situations, except for the one, which was against the Timberwolves. So I'm not going to be upset in a situation where they've shown that they can't respond when, they need, when they're supposed to respond in most situations since they figured it out. And as much as we want to sit there and cut about Willie Green, like I'm just not going to sit here and all of a sudden decide to feel like he's the problem after we probably had the best success in our franchise, unfortunately, to say this, Byron Scott with a team that has had his two, his two superstars 40% of the time. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm just not going to sit there. Like, does he have a weakness? Yes, the nigga's a third-year coach. What third-year coach is sitting there is not having a weakness? Your top three coaches in the league today are niggas that's been in the league for 20 and 15 years. Not oh, oh, Houston Rockets. T- I, I, I believe that's a first year coach. Email Udoka. He's a first year in Houston. His first year okay. in Houston. He doesn't have he's a superstar a, in Houston. He's they okay. got a better record than we do. Right now. That, that's what I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking okay. about in the future. I'm not talking about back then. Talk about right now. Okay, good for Emil Udoka. But when we sit down, we get to get to again. My thing is this. Nigga, it's growing pain. Motherfucker was sitting there talking about like, hey, this shit, this shit, and Houston ain't gonna work. The first ten fucking games, motherfucker was laughing at Houston, saying, "I, I, they really thought Houston was gonna be winning today. They, they beat us. Gonna be winning. Okay, and they also beat the Lakers. They also they were the same not, game. But they beat they us though. I, I'm not worried about other teams. I ain't, I ain't mentioning another team. I'm talking about up, us though. You brought up Houston. You brought up Houston. They beat I us. Houston. You did. But you can't say you're concerned with other teams when you bring them motherfuckers. Uh, no, oh wait, they beat us. 
Okay. You said, you said, you said, oh wait, let's, let's go. Now you said the Kings, I, I, I skipped over the Kings. The Kings was on a back to back, a back to back. And they don't, and, only, and they don't have an answer for Zion. They do not have an answer for Zion at all. So that's a mismatch automatically that they, they don't have no size. They don't have no rim protection. So they can't do nothing with Zion at all. Let, let me step in. Hold on, James. Hold on, James. Let me step in. Go ahead, BQ. Go ahead, BQ. Step in. Let me get the feeling that there's some tension between Jay Black and, and James. Wow. No. Wow. <laughs> just a little bit. Not no, it ain't no tension. It's good. It's friendly argument. Friendly argument. It's good. It's good to see when they get together, man. They like two. Opposite yeah. on the side of the spectrum, and you can see they test each other, man. It's good seeing them when they get together, man. But listen, <laughs> we're getting to the point where it's late in the game. I want to give everybody an opportunity to kind of give their last talking uh, uh, comments before we end out the stream. I wanted to shut it down at one, but man, the, the conversation got so good. I, I, I was like, man, I'm just James came in the conversation and we knew it was gonna change, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> he would, and he would. Jay Black to another level, and then now Jay Black got involved. So yeah, it's pretty cool, man. But uh, we're gonna close out the stream. We're gonna go to Brother James. Give us your last commentaries, bro. Then we go to Jay Black, then Slim, uh, then uh, DJ, and then Lex. Uh, Brother James, if you will. Yeah. So I'm gonna just to wrap up that last real quick. Like I didn't bring up the back back tonight because I don't feel like the excuse. That's the reason why I didn't. What bring up the King stuff? So that's why. Like that don't matter. To me. Like we was on the back to back, they on back to back. But anyway, the, the going forward is like I see good stuff that we've seen since they had the conversation. We won five, we were what five of the last six. Right now it's five of the last seven. Right? We seen when Zion and everybody was on the court together that they are playing good ball and making good decisions. Runs is gonna happen. It's gonna be in the lead. We can probably go on a 20, 20 game win streak. And lose the fucking Portland one day, and all of a sudden every day is the world. Like I'm not really tripping right now. So like I always said, I'm gonna give it 20 games, 25 games, and see how we looking. Right now we're gonna hit like a pretty decent, easy stretch compared to where we start. If we still 500 at the end of that, then we have a conversation. Other than that, right now I like what we done. Hi, right, G Black. Um, uh, I, I ain't gonna go. We went through the timeline already. I went through the timeline. I broke down, uh, why we, we, we was up double digits on multiple teams. We always up big on multiple teams and we, the, the, the team that we blew out was the Dallas Mavericks and we, we blew out Sacramento Kings. So now the Mavericks wasn't a back-to-back, -back, but it was a coaching difference. It was a big coaching difference. We was up 31. We cruised on to that win, but all the other teams is hard fought wins. When we don't supposed to have hard fought wins, As a matter of fact, I ain't even going to get the hard fought wins. Let's talk about these teams that we supposed to beat. We lose against the teams that we supposed to beat, Handily, 
by simple things. We was talking about it all night. We was talking about free throws. It's either free throws, it's offensive rebounds, it's defensive rebounds. Oh, it's a, a misblown assignment here. It's um no communication here. Oh, we ain't feeding Big V enough. Or or the hot hand goes to the bench. Oh, it, uh, Jordan Hawkins goes to the bench when he's hot. He hit three threes in a row. Oh, he sits to the bench. Oh, if B.I. get hot, oh, sit him to the bench. Bring Zion on. <laughs> Zion try to carry the backup unit. Come on. It's always something instead of it supposed to be actually smooth on certain games. So we supposed to have certain hiccups here and there, but not consistently. We don't supposed to be nine and eight. Realistically, most we don't supposed to be a bubble team. We're not a a a, a bottom 10 team, a 10 to 8 team. No, we supposed to be in uh, oh well my expectations is a little higher than because these teams we were supposed to beat. We seen we're better than them. But we seen this is a lack of coaching. I, I'm a I'm 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 a firm start to believe it is a lack of coaching because we wouldn't have we matter of fact, I don't even have to say it. Just look at the, the results. Look at the, the fan base. It's always it's split on what's the problem? Oh, is the defense, it's the offense, it's we need more shooting. We need this guy back. We need this guy. Jose came back. We still lost. Um uh Larry Nance came back. We still lost. And and we saying they shouldn't even be playing right now when other people are playing better than them at the time. Cody Zeller was playing better than them. Oh, we still played Larry Nance. Um, Dyson Daniels was playing better. Um, they they put Jose Alvarado or um the, Jordan Hawkins a play at shooting guard when he was playing point guard for the whole time. You could work him back in. It's a lot of difference. Big V, Big V, feed Big V. Yeah, ain't big. Zion ain't been playing. You could have put. You could have been feeding Big V. You don't. You don't. Like it's always a different problem for a different day, and we we are nine eight when we don't supposed to be this way. That's simple. All right, thank you, Jay Black Slim. Uh, you got the floor, bro. All I'm gonna say is, Big Q family, Pels, Flag Nation, look here. We know we will. We know what product we want on the court. You know what I'm saying? All we want is a winner. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Like, Willie, get your rotation together. You know what I'm saying? Like, get Zion out there. No excuses. Man, look, stop resting. You know, he's 20, 22, 23 years old, whatever. I think he's 23, if we clarified it earlier. Man, I just want to win. Let's just get a winner on the product. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a winner on the court. You know what I'm saying? You know, go Pels, Flock Nations, let's stand up. And that's all I got to say. All right. Appreciate you, Slim. All right, DJ, coming to you, my brother. Um, well, uh, Jay Black, he stole the, 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 the mouthful that I was going to say. Uh, and I'm gonna add on to J Black. I mean, hell, yeah, we, we gotta make our free throws, it's free. I mean, hell, yeah, I can't talk about the turnovers, but I mean, we only had 12, they had what 24 and they still won the game. So, I mean, hopefully, we'll, we'll have a better game Monday against them. Uh, I, I'm still picking the Pelicans to win, and that's with Zion. Uh, 
So I mean that, that that's all I got. All right, all right. What's what, what you got, Lex? <laughs> um, you know, I, I I think about the Pelicans, and I think a question to ask ourselves is, what ta- what type of team are the Pales right now, and what type of team are they trying to be? Um. I'd like to think that this Pels team is trying to be an elite team. At least that's, you know, that's something that Zion has expressed. Um, we know and understand the talent that's on this team. We saw that not even having all of our players back, that we were a number one seed on last season. And I think looking at these games – I know I'm 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 really hungry for this team to really take the next step and mm. be an elite team. And I think that's the thing like what type of team do we want this to be? What 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 where do we are, are we trying to be a lower tier team? Are we trying to be a mid-level team? Are we trying to be an elite team? And I like to think that you know uh we're trying to be a top team. We're, we're trying to compete with the best. We're trying to show, look, we belong in the in the upper tier of 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 the uh, you know of the teams uh, you know in the top seeds. That's where we belong. And in order to be in that discussion, we have to show that every single night. It's not just the players it, and whoever's on the court. I'm I'm disregarding the injuries because we've obviously showed that we can win at a high level, you know, with guys being out. We've shown that. Look at the, you know, the Mavs, the Kings, you know, um, well, not the T-Wolves, but Denver. We've shown that we can beat the top teams. So now it's about, well, what, 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 how do we, how do we, continuously show that well you do have to beat the teams that you're supposed to beat but it's about consistency it's about consistency it's about being able to grow and I think as far as with the coaching one thing uh, that we had discussed is that I think my biggest problem is the adjustments if you look at you know a lot of the coaches and the timing of of a lot of things it, it's the adjustments and it's the timing it's it's fine tuning the details, polishing up like just basic things, being able to utilize you know make sure guys are in the right spots and different things like that. Like we we've we've seen this team for a long time, and I know I'm ready for this Pels team to take the next step. I mean I don't I don't feel like we have to wait any longer. Like it's time we 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 got to play angry. Like, this team has been so disrespected. It's not even funny. From mainstream media, it's like, at some point in time, when do we break out of being a laughing stock of the, of the league, knowing that we had the talent, and coming up out of the ashes and, and, and proving the whole league and, and putting everybody on notice? I'm ready for that. I don't, know if, I don't know who else is with me, but I'm ready for this team to, like, go to a whole nother level. Because they can. They really can. 
And I know uh, obviously the injuries, but right now it's like we have an opportunity to do that. And it's all about what what type of team are we going to be? What type of team are we trying to be? And it's like everybody has to be on that same level. And I think like just with the adjustments that Willie makes, I think sometimes they're, well, not sometimes, a lot of times they're delayed or they're not being made for whatever reason. And those things down the road, that could hurt our team. It could hurt our team. Some some decision, whether it's subbing somebody in, the time, time uh, calling a timeout or whatever, those things can hurt your team. That can keep you from winning a crucial, crucial game down the stretch. So, I mean, we just got to continue to to grow. Um, and that's everybody, not just Willie Green, but the but the rest of the team. You know, um, we got to continue to grow and get over this hump because this is something that 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 we've been seeing like year after year. And it's like, man, now it's time. It, it's time to get over the hump. It's time to play with the edge and and, and really, really, really prove why we belong in 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 the top tier you know with the uh the top in the top seeds like like all these other teams because we've we've been in the lower seeds we've been a a a foot in as far as playing a foot out of playing however you want to look at it it's time to be on, on the top side we've already been on the lower side let's be on the top side that's all i got all right. All right. Thank you, Lex. Uh, shout out to all of the flock, man. Appreciate y'all for joining us for this episode, man. It's been pretty cool, man, listening to the family members. Uh, the Pelicans do match up again with this same team on Monday, man. So um, very disappointing outing based on, you know, you had the Clippers and the Jazz, one up, one down type of thing. Uh, can't use fatigue on the Monday matchup. The Jazz currently have the Pelicans number. I think this is the fourth straight time that we lost to the Jazz. Zion should be back for the Monday matchup. Hopefully they can learn from this. And I mean, all of them, not just the team and great, great uh, commentary from everybody, especially dealing with, you know, after the team meeting that the, the Pelicans had, and then you've seen the change and how they were playing and even, uh, you know, the roles, how the roles go. You can see Zion doing his, you know, kind of, at sometimes during some of these matchups, kind of taking a backseat design uh, to BI when he has the hot end and inserting himself uh, in the game when he feels like it's time to. So you can see the balance there. Willie Damshow needs to, and I kind of talk about the doctrine of love, but Willie Damshow needs to improve um, his coaching, man. He really does, man, going into and in, in moving forward because the team is growing. They are improving. I do like, I love the style of playing that they are doing, but we, the, the fundamental stuff needs to be cleaned up. And Willie, man, he definitely needs to improve along with the team, man. This is, uh, yeah, this we need more of a killer instinct with this team to put teams away, man. I agree with that. The killer instinct, man, for, you know, for the entire game is what we really need. So anyway, with that being said, we're going to get out on that. Listen, I appreciate everybody, man, for being involved with the Pelican Post Game Report. Uh, we will turn on Monday recap this match to recap the Pelicans win because I really do think they're gonna beat the hell out of the jazz on the you know, on the mini match we'll return to talk more about it. So with that being said, DJ go ahead bro I hear you man go ahead and, and, and say your thing bro. I'm waiting. Oh man I'm there. All right. Um 
if anybody talk about our Pelican, you tell them and New Orleans Pelicans accent, get the flock out of here and go flock yourself. <laughs> that's pretty good, man. For uh, for uh, two o'clock in the morning, uh, Pelicans uh, talking. So that's pretty good. <laughs> Pre- appreciate y'all, man. We're gonna holler at y'all on next week. Much love, go pals. Go pals. Show us the edge, the chip on the shoulders, the fight and the passion that comes from within. Trying on every leather, yeah. Expectations high, show 'em you can fly. Play harder, better, smarter, baby. Put the leg on notice. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop and who that is. The Who That Daily.com. That's right. The Who That Daily.com. Your one stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, the Who That Daily.com is your site. The Who That Daily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well 
well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.